0: It's here. It's episode 41 of Eurobash. It's going to be full steam ahead on this episode. We have so much to complain about. It's unbelievable. There was a lot of fights and a lot of mess-ups this weekend. And um, yeah, we're going to bring it to you. Live and uncut, like the Wu-Tang Clan. But first, let's have a look at those headlines. Well, no, McGraw, I should say hello to you first. It's yeah, very should. rude. Very rude of me. I'm sorry. i fucking rude. I'm sorry.
1: I've been, I've been, waiting, I've been waiting six days to <laughs> get some vengeance out. <laughs> and work is like killed out of me today, but I am, I am. I'm, I'm going to just drink my beautiful kombucha here and. Just We're hoping to get a kombucha spirit. sponsorship. I'm going to get in, la, 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 la. that's, that's all, what we it's, want. It's
0: all coming, lads. It's all coming. Wait for it. Right here we go. Headlines: Rafael Lovato dethrones Gegard Musassi in the main event of Bellator London. Quite a shocking result there. We have Artem Lobov defeats Paulie Malignaggi in the main event of Bare Knuckle FC Six. Molly McCann comes away with the European Championship of the World. (laughs) She fought Arian Lipsky, the former KSW champion. Molly, of course, the k Drivers champion. We were very big on that fight and it was awesome. We'll talk about that more later. Bellator Dublin has been announced for September 27th. We can see some fights being made off the back of that Bellator London card already. Uh, But um, Valentina Shevchenko... Who's matchmaking? Huh? (laughs) Valentina Shevchenko v. Liz Carmouche. And Alexi uh, Concheco v Loreno Starpoli have been booked for UFC Uruguay on August 10th. And John Phillips is out of his UFC Sacramento fight with Carl Robertson. He'll be replaced by newcomer Wellington Turman.
1: I didn't actually hear that one, the last one. That's disappointing for John.
0: Yeah, I only saw it there. Guilherme Cruz, of course, <laughs> all <Yeah>. over it. <laughs> he is all over that shit. But um, yeah, I guess um, we'll start on our first rant of the week. Um, last Tuesday. Oh, man. We thought uh, Brendan Loughnane had secured his place in the UFC with a fantastic performance against Bill Algio. But alas, a takedown attempt, you know, a legitimate te- technique in MMA, um, has cost him the UFC contract somehow. Now, I think a lot of people saw me getting upset about this already, so I'm just going to pass it over to you, Noel. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I think a good few people saw my uh, post on Twitter as well. Tuesday
1: night, um, absolutely fuming at the whole situation. Um... For a guy to get to this point, to build everything back up, turn down, you know, other fight promotions contracts, and to get that spiel of shite from Dana White at the end, I think was very condescending. First of all, from Dana White,
0: oh, you hated the whole setup. Let's bring this guy out and let him sit here while I tell him how yeah. he should have fought. Yeah. Come on, mate.
1: Yeah, and the fact of the matter is, the fight beforehand, um, in which
0: Mr. Soriano got the win, two rounds. Was that not the heavyweight fight first? it was um, a heavyweight and the leg kick finished it, it then it was Brendan yeah. and then there was two the more fight fights.
1: after him sorry after it Brendan. was two fights after sorry him. it was the main event yeah. um, Soriano and Pickett was the fight Soriano um, did pretty well for the first couple of rounds third round took the guy down laid on him for the duration of the fight did little or nothing and he gets a, a contract um alright Dana what are you talking about here Explain what is the criteria here more. is
0: there new rules that we don't know
1: if someone tried saying to me online and obviously a lot of your action online was very positive in favour of Brendan as it should have been and someone said to me that I don't understand the concept of the show uh, I think you're someone, wrong I mate. got a few of them as well I think you're very very wrong um, are this, we not trying to
0: find the best fighters yes is that
1: not the whole Th- that is the bottom. are we, are we doing sport a, here still are that, we
0: doing like and even if we aren't doing sport if we're doing entertainment here's the guy with the most traction than we've ever seen on that show going in yeah so, where, it, where is the, like, a takedown? Come on. It, oh, it's pathetic. I it, saw plenty of takedowns in the other fights. They was, got contracts. It was a fight. Well, it, the heavyweight guy did not have to just leg kick the, uh, the life out uh, of it. I listened to
1: the, we we obviously speak with Brendan later on, you are, and I listened to that, and he goes, I wanted to make a point in, in my wrestling, and, and
0: he did. That's what I said as well. Like, I mean, for years, as soon as a guy from the UK or Ireland or anywhere around here goes to the UFC, what do they all say? He can't wrestle. Yeah, yeah. He's never fought a wrestler like me. Mm. What did he just do there?
1: It, exactly. You know, you're looking for the best fighters here. Bill Algio was a... Um, Great fighter. A, a really solid fighter. You saw that. You know, he's number, I think, 11 ranked featherweight uh, in the United States of America.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Holy shit. Um, the guy is really, really talented. You know, I, I was texting Paul Felder on and off beforehand about, you know, he was obviously on comms. Paul, he was Paul's number one pick getting signed, I think everyone else's, Danny, on the power uh,
0: rankings. Jose Youngs was there that night, and he was saying Paul Paul Felder was like 100% before, before 100%. the contracts came out. He was like, well, he's number one, yeah. 100%. Yeah, no, you
1: know? I, I, I was texting Paul that day, and he goes, you know, Algios le- legit. And I was saying, you know, Brennan's a very good fighter. I've seen Bill as well. I watched a few of his fights actually on Tuesday before it. And I was just going, like, this is a fight you look at on the card. Probably two of the best. Why is it the
0: headline, first two, of all?
1: Exactly. R- ridiculous. I think we know why. But anyway, um, two guys you look at and you go, this guy is getting signed if he wins the fight. That was it for me. Because yeah. you knew it was going to be a high-level fight. It was a high-level fight. It was a cut, 10 cuts above the three other fights that we saw on that card in terms of a contest.
0: Even even if you want to go take, like, I mean, if, if we're just basing this, forget about the opponent. Forget about how good Bill Algeo is for a second. Yeah just based on what you saw one fighter do out there, who's the most impressive? It's Brendan. It's it's Brendan all day long. down. Out of all eight fighters, Brendan was a a
1: cut above anyone else on that card for me. And for the UFC not to sign him, you know, I asked Brendan this before, I put up a little tweet about an audiogram. Was there... You know, prior issues to the UFC, he doesn't know. He doesn't think so. But that's so. what it's starting to look like. It I, does mean, I don't think
0: like I really don't think there is actually an issue there with yeah. with Brendan, you but know. Gee,
1: look at Dana's face, like he's there all smiles last tense. It's like he's looking for a way out or something or And the, the
0: reaction that like, when they did it, you know, yeah. they flashed back to him on the computer and he's like, Oh, I can't believe he just did that. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, What yeah, are I mean, you talking, talking about? Man?
1: Have you watched it, two fucking two and a half rounds of this? What what are you on, man? And and it just sort of, makes no sense. It's sort of looking to me like this is maybe... They're getting these guys in for a fight, just giving them the five and five, and that they already have their mind made up beforehand.
0: I'll tell you one thing.
1: Is that a possibility, though?
0: I don't know. I, 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 well, I don't know. Well, I well, guess look, everything's a
1: possibility. Well, it looked well, it, it, it look, it look like that last Tuesday night that uh, well, you know, his mind was made up beforehand.
0: One thing... Um, we'll, we'll get to the Brendan interview now in a minute, but one thing i got to say, if, if you're involved with any other promotion and you aren't trying to get onto this oh, dude stupid. and trying to sign him, you, you are... It, like. You look like the saviour if you sign this guy now. You look like you are the the person who's doing the sensible thing as opposed to the UFC who are doing the nonsensical thing. Well,
1: the good thing now I think maybe Brendan can take from this is the online traction. Huge. You know, everyone's been talking about it in the world of mixed martial arts, literally across the the board, all the the top media outlets. Um, You had a a beautifully put um, description of the events of the last six to seven years for Brendan Lotton It was perfectly put. I couldn't have put up any better myself. I was in a fuming rage last Wednesday when you did it because I was just felt so sorry for Brendan. And listen, we follow Brendan over the last more years. We know how good Brendan is. And to see him have that opportunity taken away after all that work, we defend any fighter in that situation. We're not being biased. Mm-hmm. He was by clearly the best fighter on the card.
0: They have a lot of guys now in the UFC. Um, from the UK, great fighters. Uh, you know, Jack Shaw has just been signed. You've got Arnold Allen, you have Darren Till, you have Leon Edwards, you have all these guys. But you've also lost a lot of guys. Jimmy Manoa, Ross Pearson, yeah. Michael Bisping, not so long ago. Gustavs, you, if you, you're talking about a large European yes, market. Yes, yeah. You need a guy who obviously reverberates with the fan base. He's proven that in the lead up to this fight. Yeah. When March comes around, if Brendan Loughnane isn't on that card, they're going to regret it. I, I can remember interviewing but, Brendan the, the day before UFC Manchester when Bisping yeah, fought yeah. Um, Henderson. I went down to Stockport to talk to him. And and even then, we were laughing, going, yeah. like, what do you have to do? Yeah. But to actually go through this and have to make to, to sit him out there in front of everyone and you tell him that a takedown's cost him, it's just it, – it's, it's sick. It, it's gross, you know? You know, that's like – it was the
1: low of the low for me. And I am going to say this. I got a few texts off UFC, you know, brass people that are – the, the regular fan would see every week and they were actually disgusted that yeah. he wasn't signed. Well, I'm and it's not glad And it's to not the person y- you think it would be and um, it was actually someone else But anyway I won't get into that But another thing I will say You talked about traction And things like that Who else in the fucking UFC <laughs> Is getting Jesse Lingard And Marcus Rashford Tyson
0: Fury Forget about that After the biggest yeah. win, Like a huge win The week before I'm saying. This is a guy who's linked On the- a Tuesday
1: night Yeah this is a guy Who's linked with going to Barcelona And getting 350 <laughs> grand a week
0: We're all linked to Barcelona the traction
1: alone Like <laughs> yeah, that no you Is going to get off that it, It's just fucking mad It's absolutely insane Dana White Sean Shelby Maynard Shame on yourself Ian Dean should be the new matchmaker
0: Sort your shit out lads <laughs> 100%. Ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. Right, well, well, let's get to it. That's rant one down. We oh, knocked it go out. Go on of now. I'm, I'm only get the fire in my belly now, man. We just have to edit that. We'll, we'll edit it the other half an hour. We're going to go oh, on for shit, this stop. afterwards. But um, great to speak to Brendan. Obviously, very, you know, I, I felt he was a bit disheartened when I was speaking yeah. to him. I felt like he didn't need to do this interview today. He's doing lots of interviews, but fair play to him we always appreciate him and um, look as I said to him at the end of this interview we're all pulling for him we all want to see him get a big contract it's up to the fans as well to keep knocking on the door as well absolutely absolutely. and I know they will they've been brilliant with Brendan and um, look we'll be back in about 10 minutes and now finally we are joined by one of the most talked about fighters in Europe at the moment a man who I feel should have earned a UFC contract last Tuesday and I think you all know who I'm talking about it's Mr. Brendan Loughnane Brendan, thanks so much for joining us, man. How are you, first of all?
2: Yeah, not a problem. Um, just got back from America and, uh, yeah, just catching up on sleep and other things. But, yeah, it's been it's been an emotional week, to say the least.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. I, I mean, I, I guess we should do this in order of events. I think that's probably the best way to do it. Um, we had talked to you. We know how much this means to you. This was a six-year road back to the UFC, a road on which I feel you've proven your 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 caliber on several occasions proving that you're worthy of that contract you go in and you have a very dominant performance against Bill Algio and Dana White's Tuesday night contender series you know when you have your hand raised in the middle of the octagon that night how do you feel like do you feel like that that, that has to be enough or, or where is your mindset at that point
2: um, well two things one I actually you know I, I, I'm a very self critical person I wanted to knock Bill Algeo out especially mm. in the third round so that was my main concern, was doing that. So I wasn't happy that I didn't do that. Then I never know how I've actually done in a fight. So I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I did enough or whatever. But then I come out, I asked Dominic Cruz and Andy, I said, like, what do you think? And then Dom's like, come on, man, easily. And I'm like, yeah, but fuck, I should have knocked him out. You know what I mean? I was just mad at myself for not doing mm. that. and taking it out of everyone's hands. Um, but, so I didn't. So then it was like, I, was, I watched a few of the highlights back in that back room. I was like, oh, fuck, I you know, beat him up. And then, uh,
0: yes, you did.
2: And then to, uh, to to not get it, and then to watch them other guys guys fighting people at free and all, and low-kicking them, and then getting one, and then that last fight with that guy who's swinging, and then I just thought, there's no over-real caliber on there to mine, so I just thought, yeah, we definitely got it. But then, I when we didn't, it was like, fucking hell, what else do you have to do?
0: it must be a nervy situation Brendan like when you finish your fight do you go backstage and then you're watching the last two fights is that how it plays out yeah
2: no yeah well no you you walk into that green room thing and then you do your interview and then while your interview's on you're watching the highlights back of your own fight
0: um, I remember that yeah that's right <laughs> yeah yeah, that was very good
2: yeah so she, she's asking you questions at the same time but then yeah obviously you go. you don't have to even watch the other fights you get told to go and put in a back room when, um, when the last fight's
0: on so you get to watch that and then you obviously get your decision right 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 and like and and, and just the way they do that they they obviously wheel you guys out um i, I could see your hand was in your phone and i was wondering I was like, can he see everybody saying like he, he this is he's definitely done it we're just waiting to get it to make it official at this point i mean did you were you able to look at the online traction you were getting before dana white came out and announced who was getting signed
2: no, all you can see is the actual shoulder that's on. You couldn't tell what anyone's saying.
0: Right, right, right. Like, uh, uh, you know, he comes out eventually, obviously, and then um, he says the words that we all didn't want to hear. But, you know, he kind of um, kind of says that takedown has cost you the fight there, that you landed on Aljo towards the end of it. I mean, what's that like? I mean, you've got cameras on you. You're sitting right there. And this is the guy that, you know, you felt you'd done enough for is telling you a takedown, which is obviously a very useful piece of technique in uh, in MMA has cost you this uh, this contract. Like, I mean, how, I, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes during that situation. What was that like?
2: Well, before on the pre-fight stuff, I said, I'm going to show in this fight that Englishmen can wrestle because we've been known to not be able to wrestle. Yeah, 100%.
0: Fight. Yes.
2: So that was kind of like, I'm going to show that I can, especially against a guy that I'm saying was a good grappler. So I wanted to verify my attacks, and I also wanted to show my diversity in the attack. So that's what I was doing. And the game plan leading up to this fight was to mix up the striking and takedowns to beat this guy. But I had to because he was good everywhere too. So then I just stuck to the game plan and the could career from a corner was get a takedown, secure it in the last, last 30 seconds. So I did. And then obviously it eventually cost me a contract.
0: Is that hard to believe when you hear it though? Like, I mean, it, what's your reaction as you're hearing that?
2: Yeah, when you say it back, it sounds absolutely fucking (laughs) (laughs) mind-blowing. I agree. What do you do? do
0: do? Did you see the outrage online afterwards? I mean, does that kind of console you at all that so many people were livid at this, including me? Um, uh, You know, a lot of journalists were, and I'm not just talking about in Europe. um, I saw my good friend Ariel Awani talking about it. Uh, I know you're due on his show today as well. I mean, everybody seemed to unanimously agree Agree that that you had done enough here, and you were by far the best fighter on display. Like, I mean, does that was that nice to see at least, given that what you came for didn't didn't come to fruition?
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yours was crazy. You hit the nail on the head, crazy, especially like when you went through the record <laughs> of the and said fought and all that. I was like, wow. You even said more than I even knew. Really, uh, <laughs> thank then- you. I appreciate it. I've seen Ariels, I've seen Luke Thomas, I've seen all these guys, and I was like, shit, these are guys that I've looked up to for years, never been able to get on their shows. Yeah. So it was good, it was good out there, yeah, it was really nice, and it still is, to be fair, it's humbling. Are
0: you, Are you like, where are you with it now? Um, as I said on my uh, on my rant about this, like, I mean, you, you, had, you had offers all over the place, and this is the road you chose because this is, you want to be competing with the best guys in the world. Um, I'm sure your phone's been blowing up. You don't have to go into details about that, but where are you now? Are you, are you annoyed about this? Are you, are you still, are you pissed off or, or, or is this a good thing in the long run? Because it's probably opened up a lot of options for you.
2: No, I mean, I'm still in it. I'm still in a weird spot, not deciding what the next move is. Don't know where I'm going to go from here. Like I say, I'm having a bit of time off now. And then, uh, so whatever comes up next, is going to have to be very worth my while. Cause it was a long time to get to that point. So, Whatever's next has to be very, very worth it, to be honest.
0: Is there an I- ideal outcome here for you? I mean, like I- if they come back and they say, look, we want you to go back on, on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series, is that something you would welcome at this point? Or or how do you feel about that?
2: But like I said, I've still not decided that. If the game back with that, I'd have to really think about it, to be honest.
0: Well, wow, well, wow. like, and I mean, the, the damage you took, Brendan, man. Like, y- you put up that post of like, you know, you're you're pissing blood back there straight after the fight. You took damage to the face. This was a very high level fight. That's what I keep on um, trying to highlight to people. This this fight was already worthy of the UFC, and for you to have such a one sided performance and to see that damage does that make it does that make it harder for you to to you know to to acknowledge this decision? Like, when, considering the toll it's taken
2: on you physically. Yeah, well, like I was saying, that, that was a UFC fight, and I said, if you want to give me someone that's free, and you know, all, I'll show you this killer instinct that you're talking about, but you went in there and gave me a, a champion from another organisation, and if you want to see that level fight, that's sometimes going to be the outcome, and I'm willing to accept that, but at least accept that you've given me a tougher opponent, so... <laughs> I mean, this killer instinct that you're talking about, I'll, I'll happily do that if you want to give me an inexperienced guy like the other guys were, 5-0, and 3-0. If you want to give me one of them, no problem. But well, don't give me a champion and then expect, you know, for like this killer instinct that you're talking about. Did
0: those guys say anything to you after that point? I mean, no, like they were obviously probably celebrating their own uh, getting those contracts. But did, did you get to speak to the other two guys that were signed? Did they say anything to you in, in, in terms of, you know, you should have got the contract that night or anything like that?
2: No, I sat next to the bigger fella, I can't remember his name, uh, the heavyweight. The he heavyweight, he got, got
0: that knockout, and yeah.
2: He, yeah, and he was he was sound, He was because we all got to watch my highlights, and he was just like, fuck, you know, watching my highlights rather than his. And then um, he was like, yeah, you've got one man for sure and all that, and then obviously when we didn't, it was like, wow. But he was just so happy that he got his own, obviously that took, that took forever.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, is uh like... Do you regret at all, like going down this path, like you know, turning down options? Like, is there any part of you that was like, well, what, 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 what was that all for? Because of this situation, or is is the UFC still your goal? Basically, is what I'm trying to understand.
2: No, nah, there's no regrets for taking it. You know, I took my opportunity when it came. Um, went there and did exactly what I could do. But uh, I still, like I say, I still don't know what the future is right now. What I'm going to do, I just. Uh, Taking some time off because it was a very very difficult camp as well, and um, I put a lot into that. So like I say, I've got a lot of scars to heal up, and before I get back in the gym and then make a decision on where we'll go.
0: Did you sneeze in Dana White's cappuccino or anything before this fight? Did you do anything to Sean Shelby's cornflakes? Uh, we're just trying to understand it. Like a bit, it must feel like that. Like after this this journey you've gone on just to get back, the fact that you didn't get a second chance the first time. Uh, the Duke and Wa fight, the Pahili fight. Now you're on Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. Does it nearly feel like these guys have a vendetta against you at this stage?
2: It's just that I too... <laughs> <laughs> know you have
0: to be careful with what you say now, right, as well. Let's be honest, because you've got all these options in front of you, right?
2: When you like, when you've been as ranked as highly as I have for as long as I have, and then you watch guys that are ranked 6, 7, 10, 15, all of them get signed, and you're like, what's going on here? And then they finally give you a chance and you go and put on a performance line and you don't get it. you're just like, right, well, what the fuck do I do now?
0: Yeah. Did, did did Dom talk to you afterwards? Was he blown away by this as well? I'm sure he was.
2: Yeah, he, he was he was pretty mad too, to be honest. So like I say, you can't even have a friend like Dominic Cruz that can get you in. So who knows what you can do. So i get a racket and that shit's probably sailed now.
0: Right, right. Well, when when do you want to get back in there, Brennan? Like, is it hard to kind of... Think about when you wanna fight again because there's so many intangibles at play at the moment, like do you have an ideal time you'd like to compete again?
2: Yeah, uh nah, like I say, to get me back up in the morning and to be able to perform like that and this this sport is gonna have to be something really, really worthwhile for me you now, to be able to get in there again. Have to be good money. Oh, it's not even worth doing to me anymore at this stage.
0: Wow, well, is it's at that point? Like, I mean, are you? Is that where you're at at the moment? Like, it's it's you're you're contemplating your future at this time.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm getting older now. I'm 29, and I want to have a family. I want to do other stuff, and like I say, you have to. They're going to have to get me out of bed for this one.
0: Wow. Wow. Like, I, I felt as though like every other promotion should have been jumping all over this. The amount of traction you got, all of this kind of stuff. I mean, is there any way that this was a good thing for your career? I know that's probably a very stupid thing to ask you right now, but just in terms of the amount of online traction you have, everybody's talking about you. I feel like more than ever, you're, you're an international name. Like, do you, like, Have you kind of seen signs in terms of other promotions and stuff that this has made you a, a bigger commodity internationally?
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent. My name's never been as big. People didn't know who I was before this fight. Now they certainly do. So that helped a lot. Um, like, and there has been offers, and like I say I'm going to take a few more days, have a look at them, see if there's one that's worthwhile, and go with that. And that's probably the plan from now.
0: Well, it's it's just uh, you caught me off guard with the the kind of you know you don't know if if like I mean is this like this could have been your last fight? Is what you're saying? Sorry, I keep I've I know I've asked you this question no, about no, no. three different times.
2: Uh, it's just it's just I'm at a matter of stage now where I've done a lot of stuff. I had three things I ever wanted to do in fighting. Three things I had one I wanted to fight in the UFC. I got to do that. I wanted to headline near me in the MGM Arena. I did that. I fought in Las Vegas. I did that now, and that's now like right. What's next? And um, I have to really think about that and see. And that's that's where I'm at with it
0: but there just seems like there's so much left based on that performance. It was excellent. It, it seems like, I know, I can understand why we're having this conversation, but I think anybody who saw that fight will be going, how how can this guy be talking about retirement? He looked unbelievable, you know?
2: Yeah, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, I'm not saying retirement's the option. I'm just saying right now I need to have a thing. It's a motivation thing? For example, I got five and five for that show. come out with probably six grand spent or in camp and all that. So, in the end, I'm out out of pocket again and it's like, what am I doing? You know what I
0: mean? You need something to motivate, you need something to motivate your head, this one. Why am I
2: getting, why am I pissing blood and breaking my nose and I'm spending the money to do that? And it's Mm. like, what stage am I really at now if I'm not putting the time into this to make that money and stuff, so... That's my primary concern now over anything else. So that's all I'm saying, really.
0: I can understand. I understand. Um, and is your nose okay? Like, I mean, you said it was broken There is it. Do you know how long that's going to be healing yeah. for and I mean,
2: stuff? You know, it's not the first time, is it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the nose is
0: fine. Good, good. Well, look, Brendan, I, I, I think it would be a, an awful shame if we don't get to see you fight again. I think... Uh, all the promotions to try to break the bank to get you in you absolutely deserve it you've proven it time and time again you should have got a UFC contract here tonight I'm very sorry that didn't happen but know that um the whole of European MMA are, are, are wishing you well and hoping that you get something sorted very soon
2: thank you very much I really appreciate it
0: thanks so much Brennan man all the best
2: thanks bud take care bud bye bye
0: well, we are back, and um, we have finally talked <laughs> <laughs> to, about the disaster that was Brendan Loughnane and, and thank you to Brendan for getting on and speaking to us. The disaster well, it was Brendan Loughnane. That's something I was saying. Like Brendan's a disaster. Oh no, I meant wasn't. the disaster was the decision. I know. Oh, I'm sorry, Brendan. No, nah, but I'm just it, I'm venting my true it, feelings it, now. Just,
1: <laughs> just one, uh, one final one out there. Like I was nearly welling up listening to that because you know, obviously, what he says there, he's mm. reconsidering his his career and. Listen, um, I think when you work that hard, you know, hopefully, as I think I tweeted out the other day after on Wednesday was, you know, the UFC will take a few days, you know, look at this again and go, like, we've made a legitimate mistake here. Um, so I would love to see that happen, the UFC to own up and go and bloody give the guy a contract because he deserves this. And Brennan, don't retire, I guarantee you keep knocking on the door, it's going to come down, I will.
0: Yeah, I felt like I needed to clarify the whole... Because I was going down that road, and I don't think he was. But, yeah. you know, he doesn't seem... like. I mean, I hope this guy has a lot of options on the table. Yeah, That's all I'll say about it. Definitely. Um, you know, we have a lot to talk about this week. It's Cage Warriors 100 this week. It's one of the most... Um, I've been anticipating that card more than anything, I think, this summer, because of the amount of titles that are up for grabs. But before we can get onto that, we need to talk about Bellator London. And that wasn't without incident either. Um, you know, look... There was some great fights on there, uh, but it's. Right, let's start from the start. Let's start disaster. from the start. The app didn't work at the beginning. Yeah, I really All right, understood. so Franz Malambo uh, had a fantastic debut, a big win over Nathan Grayson. Huge who, win. Who I think is a brilliant fighter Huge as well, win. Nathan. Um, to get a win, that's missed by everybody. They do put that up online so people can watch it, but in the moment we're not seeing it. Uh, before Charlie Ward comes out to get a great comeback win the app goes dark. The prelims are gone. Uh, Charlie's fight's gone. Uh, Mike Shippen v. Van Steenis is gone, which was one of the best performances in the night from Costello v. Van Uh Fabian Edwards v. Basoku is gone. And uh, Key Holtz Oh, v sorry, we,
1: we got bonus footage.
0: Yeah, well, it's ridiculous. <laughs> the no, look, last three look, seconds look. of the round. Right, this is the problem. Ugh. You you need to be building guys like Fabian Edwards when you are in the UK. All right, this guy is, is primetime TV and um, you know, another thing that they missed because of this is the shipment fight uh, with Van Steenis. That should have been the fight. Van Steenis v. Fabian is the fight Fabian calls for afterwards. That should have been the fight that every single person at home was calling for after this mm. fight. But we didn't get to see Van Steenis win in the time, at the moment. Didn't get to see it. And it was huge. It was a really impressive fight. got to see a true red cast uh, via Paul Redmond. Deadly. But um, I saw that. But it's it's, you're shooting yourself in the foot when you do things like that. I mean, everybody right. was already complaining about where Fabian was in the card, and the fact that now his next fight isn't even being kind of... People aren't anticipating that already because of the fact that Koslo wasn't on TV. I mean, come on, guys. Like, I mean... We don't want to be giving about this stuff every week nah, it's, it's just pun- It's, it's tiresome for me It's punishing man it, Talking about
1: this But we have to talk about
0: it Because it's actually regressing If anything Well look, people, people are trying to tell me These are going to compete with the UFC over here Not they're not You're a million miles no, miles You, you a can't lot. even get the fights on, on yeah. Like anywhere Just yeah. get Like we need to be able to see the fights
1: Listen I watched You know I came in after work um, On Saturday evening I actually watched Did the same as yourself Put on the prelims in my phone And yeah. work Then got a blackout um, had them there beside me, there's been some other 10 other TVs on in work, keeping an eye on that. Got home in the evening, come back in, turn on the app again, blackout again, <laughs> go to YouTube, see. They made one good decision. They put Milambo's fight up yeah. against Grayson on YouTube. I watched that. I went on and tried to tune Channel 5 in uh, manually on Sky. It went to Channel 5 spike. I thought that was fucking it. Um <laughs> So then I went back out Had Cage UFC Fight Pass on With Molly on And then I had Sky Sports on the TV Then we saw the end of the Fabian Edwards fight Oh bonus footage here With Mike Goldberg <laughs> Then had to change back <laughs> over
0: <laughs> The bonus footage And I was just
1: going Like why am I doing this When there's UFC Greenville on It's yeah. easy access I can switch it on there yeah. So I, I turned that on I realised That I had tuned in The wrong channel The wrong channel I was like Fuck this. I'm not going <laughs> fucking find it again. I was just like my I just had that But I actually I can feel it now again, that shivering anger, rage. But you're usually feeling. so calm. That's I know so strange. It's, it's mad, isn't it? But I got so pissed off, I went, fuck this after after James's fight and Paul Daly's fight. Yeah. Two really good fights, but yeah. it, or, sorry, the second fight was a really good fight. Yeah. Um so I said, I couldn't be arsed Pete, anymore. So yeah. what I did, turned on UFC Greenville after the prelims ended on my MacBook and I ended up uh, fucking I streamed Gegard Musasi, you know illegally because it was way way easier to do it than to go having a big mission
0: can I just say like this is so that is
1: five different platforms to watch one fucking fight card seriously lads
0: shit or just go yeah it's not good enough but I will say um, just for those who are listening now who don't think the fights are available you can watch them all on the app now as far as I'm concerned and good that they did something, that to. they can see the fights. It happens the whole time, though. Yeah, but it's 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 literally every fight card now. And um, to not put the light on Fabian um, is honest. a joke. But um, let's move it on. Look, here's another thing. Do you think Sky Sports are happy with this situation? Can't be. Look, like, I mean, the fact that they had that emergency footage yeah, kind of yeah. broadcast is yeah, exactly. beginning on this. Exactly. And they're like, what are we doing? You said I couldn't get this fight. Exactly. Now we're getting and it. And
1: they they're actually quite close to running over time as well. And well they I wouldn't have notice. been happy.
0: They, Sky would be... Pretty yeah. Oh yeah, you'd imagine religious on their timings, professionals, you know. Yeah, but um, Rafael Lavato surprised me a lot with that win over Gaetano yeah, Sassi. It was, um, of course, he was on Eurobash. We should have known he was going to win, but um, you know, I didn't think he was going to be able to implement the game plan that he did. It was actually really, really impressive. And um, after the first two rounds, I was like, he's been grappling for ten minutes. He's going to be bollocks. Uh, that's exactly what I thought. I mean, but he, he's done here. But he came back in the fifth then and, he, and did great again. Like, it was like it's like he conserved it, it himself. Was
1: like, yeah, he took a.
0: Round, but did you ever hear DC, DC talking about that with Khabib? Yeah, he's yeah. always like, You can grab for two rounds, then yeah. he's gonna have to take it easy, and he's gonna have to come back and do it again. Yeah, I think that's what he did
1: against McGregor. Uh, yeah, it was noticeable in the third round, but yeah, Lovato, I thought he was done after the second round, same as yourself, conserved a bit of energy and came out and won that. Uh, won the fifth round, and it was a phenomenal performance. And we were very, very sort of suspect last week. Um, we thought it would pan out a lot like the Roy Macdonald fight yeah. and naming Gracie be, just because of the, the, the styles and the way you know Gaegard is obviously really good on his uh, on his feet as well good grappler good in the ground good everywhere but I felt again though like all great respect to Lovato for winning the fight excellent performance there was something missing with Gagard there again and I think maybe this seems to happen with
0: Gegard the motivation thing where
1: you know was he really really up for it going is that did he think he did he think he was going to get the win?
0: I don't know but you I know? did I did notice like he spoke to Damon uh Damon Martin on MMA Fighting ahead of it and he he spoke a few times at the press conference about it as well. He just seemed flat. Everything he was talking about was about I want to get paid more money.
1: That's always been Gegard, no gaygard No has I get I get, that. I get it. It's about I get it. I get it.
0: Like I do want him to get more money. That's great. But I just didn't feel like like when we spoke to Lovato you could tell yeah. that he had been absolutely religiously studying Gegard Masassi, yeah. all this stuff like Gay guys had about eighty fights. Like, I mean, is there does it come to a stage where like I'm like you know I'm confident what I know, um I'm gonna go in here and get the job done. Look at this guy's experience compared to my experience. You know, like, was it just one of those fights that he didn't expect to have such an ordeal
1: with? But but, no, I don't think it was. I think Gaygard is one of those guys that takes his eye off the prize. Mm. Sometimes we've seen it happen in the UFC. We saw it against Uriah Hall, Mm. you know, the first time won the rematch. We we saw it multiple other times where he just goes out some nights and he looks a little bit flat. And I generally think it was. Like, I think if there was a rematch there, maybe Gaygard. Win it. and I think Could, they have to do the immediate rematch. I think so, yeah. You know, five rounds it was close yeah. contest, but I, w- I
0: will say, like, I mean, the difference I found uh, with, with Lovato compared to, say, Gracie against uh, McDonald was it wasn't as if. Lovato was never in a situation where Gracie was where he's like please come on the ground with me he was forcing the issue he was the Mm. one chasing it down Mm. he'd get him against the fence and he'd immediately look for his back he was Mm. constantly like solve this problem Gegard solve this problem and I don't think Naaman ever kind of managed to do that against uh, Rory apart from like that heel hook attempt or something he did I thought it was
1: maybe the mindset was similar to Rory from Gegard did, did he ever really look like he had that killer instinct on in the feet? Not to me, no. and I, it was surprising. Yeah, and I think so as well. Like, Jesus Lovato's a, yeah. h- yeah. yeah, a huge unit, man. Jesus Christ, he's huge. Huge. Listen, phenomenal performance. Let's it, it, take nothing away from uh, yeah, Mr. Lovato. That's that's a phenomenal thing to do to, to come in, you know, after what ten pro fights and win the Bellator middleweight world title against Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Crazy, but Jesus, uh, Melvin yeah. Manoff, he Kent Cappon was a good fight. I mean, there was lots of knockdowns. Lots of didn't watch it to be honest. Yeah, me. it was it, it, lots of knockdown stuff like that. Melvin got the nod. Uh, Kent, well, Ken ran Kent run him close? You know, he, he knocked him down in the first round himself. But then Melvin before the round <laughs> ended, I think he had him down. It was fairly ding dong stuff. Um, Aaron Chalmers, like even if he wins in the cage, he can't win. You know, like I he's, saw the abuse. He, oh, yeah. it's just it's relentless. Um, Fair play to him. Yeah, he got back there and he did it. Like I mean, it's oh, I don't really like. I mean. I think you're gonna see this notable drop off in skill set, like for Aaron fights because Aaron's only new in his career. You know what I mean? And I think it makes it stand out though when you, when you're framed by Paul Daly, and um and and who it was a man off then and Kent in the other fight. Like I mean, that's just a different level of fight. Uh, has the traction, the fan traction dropped off a little bit from
1: Orange Charmers? I feel that maybe it was I felt this it did week.
0: beforehand, but then I felt it kind of came back at the weekend a bit. Um. But maybe you're right. Like I felt like the last, you know, Aaron. Aaron isn't the type of guy. Like, should they be smothering them cards with big names like they did? No. And um, what do you mean? You know,
1: there was a lot of you know, you know, Paul Daly. We oh yeah, yeah, James yeah. I thought Goddard. that was all
0: good, but when you're you're getting in Manoff instead of putting like one of the guys you're trying to build, yeah. you know, like that was a spot for Fabian or or Shipman Van Steenis. Like, I mean, I, I know Fabian's performance wasn't his most spectacular, but you know, you have you have to get this guy up for this. Like, you're going to be on Sky Sports tonight, mate. Yeah, you know what time. I mean? Like, it's I, I I wouldn't be surprised if someone told Fabian that he wasn't going to be on TV seconds before that fight. To be honest, mm. And it had an impact. Like, I'm like, not that he, not that I think he fought badly. I di- I don't. I just think he was very conservative, you know. Like because yeah. he could see from the the world go that John and Busaku could could bang, and they both they both mix it up early on. I think he was kind of thinking, well, why do I have to go here out here and it's sacrifice this situation I'm in to give this other guy the shot?
1: Exactly, you have to have performances like that. I think to develop, it as shows a well. maturity. It Does know?
0: yeah, It does definitely 100% yeah. agree. Yeah, um, it was a big card. Uh, I don't have it in front of me here. I was gonna go back through uh, what else we have on it. James and Labiano. Oh yes, James. Names is, is like straight after the fight, that was a shocking yeah, um, revelation, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and fair play to him for getting out there and doing it. Like, I always say to him, and I have done since he's a very young guy, I always say to him, How do you deal with this? Because I would have crumbled many times if I, when I was his age under this kind of stress and this th- that kind of situation. So it doesn't surprise me to hear it. I'm surprised to hear him speak so candidly about it. And I think that's a great thing. Like he said thing. he was he was
1: physically had to be removed from the facility in SBG Concord because of the panic attacks. Yeah. And thrown up. That's serious, man. I used to suffer a panic attacks. And believe me, man, holy God, nothing more frightening in your life than having panic attacks. It's a horrible, horrible feeling. And I literally, the minute I saw it went boom. Mm. I'm writing a little piece and just get this out there. It was very mature for him to come out and say that. But it's good, yeah.
0: It's great for him to be open about that. Um, And I'll tell you one thing, usually the same way as you'll see with a you know, polarizing figures like James, like straight away people are going, oh, what? what, Jeremy (laughs) Labiano's no slouch. Like, you know, he's not like, he absolutely isn't. He's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Look what James did. That takedown he gets off the fence. He does the same thing every fight, but he's so good at it. The second round was more. Oh yeah, Labiano came back into it. The second
1: round was more um, sort of defining for me of what Gallagher is about When he's on the deck How well he wrote out that round With a guy like Labiano on yeah, top of yeah. him Very very impressive from James that second round. He obviously he's lost a round But then came back in the third Wasn't the most ex- exposed fight in the world But when you have problems like that Two weeks before a fight And you're get fu- in there, fighting the most experienced person You've ever fought like. And to get in there and show those balls After having all those issues To go out and get a win You'll take it at any cost And he did a fair play to the young lad Big old pair of Straban yeah, balls on him Straban balls um, <laughs> <Strabana balls. laughs> balls.
0: yeah indeed uh, Oliver Enkamp got off to a win that was in the post limb there a thing oh. now um, oh, yeah post limbs <laughs> but I mean Coslo Van Steenis, man that have you seen that yet no I haven't it's seen it it's unbelievable like I mean he, he creased Mike Shipman like like Shipman's a, a savage he's yeah, yeah. an animal man but Man, this guy, Koslo Van Steenis, they got to make that Fabian Van, Van Steenis fight. And it's going to be absolutely nuts. But could you imagine if it was on TV and people could have seen it and then they were like, this is the fight they're going to make?
1: Well, listen, hopefully <coughs> they'll get that sorted now for the Dublin cards.
0: Because um, they've killed the shipment fight. They've killed, like, yeah. you know, you were playing around too much and you didn't make that yeah. happen. Now you got to make this one happen. Um, just a note as well. Charlie Ward... Has been amazing since he went to the... Five 0 Bell- no,
1: four no. Is he four no now? Four no, yeah. In Bellator,
0: unbelievable man. Savage record from Charlie. Another fair play knockout. To him.
1: Yeah, fair play to him. He's he's got his.
0: And he had a hard, tough round. I heard for the the, the first round that I fought, it was very difficult. Like I heard it was uh, pretty. Like he he lost it. You know, yeah. that's a pretty pretty concise. Well, game. that's you know
1: Charlie is that knockout power, and I think when you have that knockout power in that division, at that weight class, um, you know you can you can sort of sometimes lose a round and then come back into the next round and and you know go hell for leather and get a knockout we, like a you know, how many times have we seen that happen in middleweight like yeah. heavyweight those divisions and but I'll
0: say like <sighs> about Charlie as well he seems to be getting very comfortable with the spotlight like he does he I, likes yeah. it you I can like, tell yeah. that.
1: you hear the interview go, ah grand yeah <laughs> stuff like that like it's good it I is heard, good
0: I heard our boys uh, Sean Betts and Steve at this point they didn't get him uh, backstage nah the, man when Charlie came I'll never forget that man at Bellator 200 remember, when Charlie but, yeah. came back and he just lit the whole place yeah. up man that was magic He He's just ridiculous. doing that Every time. He was brilliant. Um, Charlie Leary was brilliant against Chris Bungard. Yeah. And it really highlights how good Paul Redmond is. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Leary, was, like Chris Bungard, as we saw against Terry Brazier, this guy has skills. And for Charlie to come out and do that to him, I thought that was really, really impressive. He was completely dominant, I felt.
1: It's going to be interesting to see now. Like I think Paul, you know, Paul wants to go to the States and fight against, you know, Americans from what I think he's been sort of putting out in Twitter and things yeah, like yeah. that. So. Um, but I'd love to see Paul get his, um, you know, um, rewards. And just for being a servant of Irish mixed martial arts. And you said beating the guys he's beating. Um, I'd love to see him get a, a spot in the co-main or main here. I think it'd be brilliant. it be
0: great, but I do think yeah. you're right in terms of the US. Yeah, Kate Jackson, so. a great win over Lena. I can't pronounce her second name. Terry Brazier, uh, back to winning ways after that loss to Chris Boongar with a, an Americana win over Alessandro Botti. Luke Ord beat Nathan Rose, man. Nathan Rose was thought to be a big prospect, you know. Like mm. Jimmy Mano has been pumping that guy an awful lot. Luke Gord and um, breaks that winning momentum he had. Alfie Davis got a toe to the hole. Did you see? It
1: was absolutely disgusting. It was like right, right in the ring
0: piece. Canela, Canela has spoke to uh, Guilherme saying that that there's nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely something wrong with that. Mate, you're not they put your your foot in someone's cavus <laughs> you're, you're just not. <laughs> <laughs> the what or the whatever fuck? the fuck I don't know whatever
1: you call it's your it. hoop I believe yeah, your the hoop. you're the not allowed. Look, you're not. No, you're just definitely not allowed
0: to that. I'm surprised the guards weren't at his hotel room Jesus two hours later.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, it was. It was fucking disgusting.
0: It was graphic, man.
1: But look, like Bellator there <laughs> planting it out in their fucking Instagram. No shame. Holy God.
0: I know, but I mean, these things have to be highlighted. These things happen in MMA. They do happen. Hear in that MMA. once fucking more. I swear <laughs> to God, this computer's out the fucking window. <laughs> Keith McCabe gave a great account of himself against Galar Bafando. Bafando, an explosive striker. Keith was standing there with him. Like, I mean, he, he went to the full 15 minutes on short notice. And I'm still going to say it again. If you want to put on a fight in Dublin. For Dylan Dennis Yeah Get been, Keith in there You've been saying it but No but the I but mean like it. They aren't going to Right they, like, Keith is 3 and 4 now right? What's Dennis Going to want to fight At 180 With like, his little sp- sp- Special catch weights That he does It's called Dennis weight Dannis oh, I'll have weight. you know um, but I mean, I think that's a, a realistic opponent. Like Keith has won fights; he, he's dangerous in, in in situations. He he has lost to Kiefer, he has lost to Richie. I think these are all reasons that will help him mm. if they want to put a fight on there. And I also think it'd be a big thing for Dennis to fight in Dublin. Like look at the look at the Peter Quilley got uh, coming off the back of his relationship with McGregor. I can see, I can see him like coming out in Dublin and getting a big. Uh, response from the crowd there, man. Like I, I can honestly see that. Like I know. Do you think f- the crowd will be with him? Yeah, yeah, I do. Like yeah. there's always I,
1: I, a lot of SPG heads around, isn't
0: there? But it's not even that. It's like it is that. It's Connor fans, right? Yeah. Like I mean, uh, the abuse that. Miles was getting like this is a guy that's been fighting over here for ages representing Ireland like and, yeah. and, and look that's the way it is and look that's that's turned into a good thing for Miles Price's Definitely. career it turned into a good thing for Peter Queedy's career everybody's happy um I think it would look good for Bellator to have Dylan walk it out it, it, Dylan like I,
1: yeah, I think you're, you're more likely to see uh, a fighter like that on a card here than you will be with a different promotion like the UFC mm. because obviously i think well they can build him
0: here like i mean th- it makes I mean. sense for him to come and It does
1: no i totally agree with you i think it would be a good idea um I, i'd love to see the reaction though i, I don't think it would be as plain sailing as you, as you reckon it will be um you know some of the pictures and stuff he puts up um quite Looking per- great quite per- provocative yeah. <laughs>
0: that's what we want we don't want boring guys no, much?
1: no, no I agree with you and I, no listen I, I think it will be a, a good scrap And uh, but listen the Bellator matchmaking hasn't been the,
0: the best in, in recent months in Ireland anyway but uh, Justin Burlinson I should mention also we got a win over Wendell Lewis it looked like a 9 second KO but I believe that uh, Lew- Wendell Lewis's knee went so unfortunate one for him um, John Redmond lost a split decision to Kevin Freire and um, he fell to seven and fourteen there with that one, but um, he has put out on social media that he will be back, um, and he felt like he put in a good performance. His first fight under the SBG banner, of course, and we also we already mentioned Franz and Nathan. Uh, so let's get on to the UFC Greenville car. We're only going to go through the European stuff here because it's just too much this week, guys. I'm sorry. Um, well, we have I'll, to give a
1: mention to Zombie. We'll
0: mention Zombie. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely give my uh, Zombie to mention now. Um, look, I've been a fan of this guy forever, uh, mm-hmm. ever since his WC days. Um. Looked absolutely brilliant. That is no main feat what he did to Moicano there. My God,
1: there was zombie fans crying in the arena. I afterwards. was one of them. Well, it was unbelievable in Dublin. Listen, um, to go out do that against a guy like Moicano we Moicano's thought was an animal. Man. We thought you know it was very impressive from one of the best featherweights of all time and Jose Aldo to do it. Yeah, look what Zombie did to him. Absolutely went out from the get go and slaughtered poor Moicano It was over after that first. I think it was the knee landed. Was it? Do you know it's the just, right?
0: Sorry, the right hook set it all. Yeah. It was it was lovely counter, um, but what what I love about it is I didn't know if he could ever come back and rejoin the top of the division after taking so long off, yeah, and to see him do it, oh, he's done it! Like yeah. he's he's doing it, you know, yeah. he's already doing it. Um, unbelievable guy, and I just love his energy. It's completely yeah. different. He's such a mysterious dude. You know what I mean? Like he- did his
1: military service, came back. Has a family, has
0: so much support in Korea. Great haircut. You know, the best t-shirt in MMA.
1: Great guy. Great guy. I love the the mystique, as you say, about him. It's like this superhero from, um, obviously, a foreign land. South Korea. Korea. (laughs) Korea. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. Yeah,
0: Molly, like, I was obviously covering the Bellator fights, but I could just see... Um, Twitter just going fucking. Mental. Yeah, I was watched, watched and all of it. Even my editor Brian got onto me. He was like, "Here Molly, it looks unbelievable. Like it's rare that Brian to get onto you and say something. Like you know what? Well, like he was He's, like he, Molly looks unbelievable. Molly man. wasn't getting beaten that no, night. No, no. And she, like,
1: Greenville were actually screaming her name. As Brilliant. Well, and she's famous. just
0: she's so cool, ball, man. Meatball, meatball. But she's me, just ball. she's just a, such a personable person, and she relates to so many yeah. people. She's real. She's a she is a people's champion. You know what the best thing about her is? Huh. She's an Everton fan from <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but look, I, I feel like, you know, look, we were really excited about this K is Champion v KSW Champion. Yeah. But, you know, Ariane's in a, in a difficult situation now. Like, I, I don't think anyone would have predicted that she comes in and she loses two fights on the bounce to anyone. The end of the first round, um, Molly
1: obviously got in a dominant position. I think she's in side control and she was landing uh, hammer fists on the side of Ariane's face. Ariane got back up. She looked right, walked left. Her legs were all over the place. I just wonder if she took such a bashing in her first fight, confidence-wise. And clearly, she looked nervous in that first fight as well. I felt, anyway, she didn't let go. She let go a little bit more in this one. But towards the end of the round, she just looked like she just didn't want to be in there. She was white as a ghost, as I, as
0: you yeah. said on the phone there to me today. And um, Did you see her between the second and third round? I thought that was even worse. It was like her like coaches had to urge her to go back in. Like Molly was overwhelming her. Like overwhelming her. Like, I mean, big time, man. and yeah. we said it's relentless. We, we said the big thing about this was who's going to be on the front foot because both do yeah. a lot of damage on the front yeah. foot. Molly took it. And what I noticed about Molly was she was completely calm in the corner. Like she was very relentless in the in the actual case, but when she went back to her corner, she was talking to everybody fine, really calm. I have to go in and do this, and it's just brilliant to she, see it. She, she put was, it all
1: together. She wasn't as um maybe reckless as Frenetic. she was. Yeah, like she's usually her, erratic her and stuff like fights. that, you know? She was cool, calm, composed, calculated. And you could see that difference um from her last two fights. And I think Ariane, I don't know what's going on there as well. Um It's a big step up, man. We it, see it, it often big, we see it, it off. It, it is a big step up, but you know some, we often say on this show and I think obviously a lot of hacks say this that you learn so much from your first loss but it can go the other way sometimes as well yeah. And you know you, you, you overthink it and that looks like is what it's happened with Ariane especially mm. the nerves like you could tell her legs she just didn't look as though she wanted to be in there to be yeah. honest with you
0: no I agree I agree and um, but I just think we should say fair play to Molly. Like, so many people were, after her fu- first fight oh, against yeah. Gillian, she's rubbish, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You shut them up, Molly. Fair play to you. Shut their fucking mouths. Yeah. Fair big, play big to you. Time she Brilliant did performance. It did it
1: against a fantastic opponent as well. And yeah. listen, I hope it works out for Ariani as I well. I do as well.
0: She's brilliant. She's, she deserves to be in Phenomenal
1: there. Phenomenal fighter. Definitely. Like,
0: do not cheapen this win for Molly McCann. That was a savage season yeah. there. Um, moving on, Italy's Pena destroys Wyman, I have written down here. We don't know if Noel wants to claim him was one of our <laughs> own, no, yeah.
1: No, 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 chance. Listen, uh, <laughs> I said this before the fight. I uh, uh, concerns about Wyman getting back in there. It's four years since we've seen him in the in the Ultimate Fighting. Concerns
0: justified,
1: and really, you know, <sighs> it was tough to watch. I don't like saying it. Tough From to watch. Corner probably should have pulled him
0: between the second and third. Yes, yeah, I felt and, so too. Yeah, a uh, lot of blood there, man.
1: A lot of blood, a lot of cuts. He just got sparked. A lot up, of contact. Man. And like, let's be honest. All respect to Pena, decent
0: fighter. Is he a world beater? I don't know. Probably not a world beater yet. You couldn't say. But he's very—he's a—he's a difficult skills guy. Look, like, give him that much. Like he's—he's he's hard to fight. He's very oh, tall.
1: But when he's landed knee after knee after knee for two rounds, come on, yeah. you know. why yeah. I thought he was brilliant. I looked, thought he did a brilliant job. The corner should have looked at that and gone, listen. Matt isn't in this anymore. Let's pull him from the second round. He was, Man, he was beaten up. It was a mess. It was it was just...
0: He was all class afterwards yeah, as well. Yeah, listen,
1: great guy. Loved 100%. watching him fight. But I think, you know, you draw a line under it now and... and it's just tough to watch when you see guys like that come back and they just can't seem to
0: leave the sport alone. There was not. There was one fight I didn't get to see on this card, just with the way they overlapped. And then because it was on the main card, I couldn't access it that easily. Um, Alessio Di Chirico. Is that how I say his name? Ch- Chir- uh, Ch- Ch- what was it? Ch- Chir- Chiricchio, I think. Chiricchio, yeah. yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Um, well, was he robbed? Because that's what a lot of people are saying.
1: I wasn't, I wasn't no. overly... I wasn't over. I'm not going to comment. I don't it. know. It was a Robin. Um, he, he got pissed off. I actually probably scored it for um, his opponents. Um, I had it. What did I have it? I had it. 29-28, I believe. But it was one of these fights where, if you look after the um, the interview and the fight, he stormed off and was no, he wouldn't shake your man's hand. He, he was. Ah, come on now. He was screaming at him it's and things his like help. that. So, Kevin Holland. Uh, Kevin Holland. It wasn't. It was a poor fight. To be honest, it wasn't a great fight. But uh, Kevin Holland, I believe, popped his shoulder out as well. Jeez. Dislocated his shoulder between rounds. Um, so to get a win, I suppose, under those circumstances is good. But both guys really didn't seem to get going at all. And I don't think Dana White would be too happy um, watching that. Uh, well, who knows after that Brennan Lockland stuff. To be honest <laughs> he loved it. <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't. I, I honestly didn't have that much qualms with the decision.
0: All right, I all right, at all. Um, well, let's get on to the main event of everyone's weekend, uh, Bare Knuckle FC from the beautiful Tampa, Jesus. Florida. Um, look, I was there for one reason, for Artem and, and Polly. I wasn't there for anything else, and, and to be honest, like I, I had some friends come over to watch this fight, and the interest was really dying until Artem and Pauly came out, you know what I mean? Um, Seeing
1: Chris Lee even getting, you know, again, I'm just...
0: Yeah, I know look, oh, I was gonna say you did watch this. For the for the function of this show, yeah, you I, gave I, it a go. I did, I and, recorded
1: it was free on airsports, so And fair
0: play to um fair play to Artem, you know, that's a that's a big win. That's two wins in a row on bare knuckle uh, FC. He he has he has elevated his stock to a level far beyond where he was in the UFC. Mm. Now, he was driving the interest in this fight. I'm sure Polly sold a lot of tickets with his uh, boxing history as well. But my God, Artem leaves that with a yeah. hell of a lot of stock and that man's going to get paid wherever he goes. If he wants to fight in bare knuckle, mm. fair enough. If he wants to go back to MMA, if he wants to go to boxing, I have a feeling it's going to be a lucrative situation for him now.
1: Yeah, well, I think he's going to fight for, you know, he said after the fight he wants that bare knuckle world yeah. title. So that's an interesting one for me. But I'd like to just comment on Artem, first of all. Um, I thought he showed her her class after the fight, yeah. And something bad about Paulie, he's
0: you know, carried himself very well throughout this became, whole promotion. We've became, never given him too much stick. Paulie was the Paulie one that was, was really bringing it to the gutter, disgrace.
1: he was bringing it into the gutter, man. And, and for Paulie to come and say, Man, and I know it's obviously tough for a competitive guy like Paulie, but to come in and say he, he didn't hit me, like, man, look at your face, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it, that just bothers me, like, only the once. Only the once, yeah. He, he must hit the once in the whole fighting. It's he all must, his different knuckles. He must have Yeah. <laughs> ten Knuckles Shuffle John Cena or whatever they call it. Listen, man, just yeah, I'm glad you're not fighting again because I don't like you. I think you're a disgrace to boxing. Um the way you, you carried yourself, uh, spitting on a guy's face is just you He's know, saying the you're gonna piss on a guy's mouth after you break his teeth. There like, you go. Wow. Well, wow. yeah, and, and what he said as well, I think, on the build up to actually to, to MMA fighting. Um what he said was um it was obviously a clip, I think it was from a press conference. You know, talking about boxing fans and MMA fans. Must have been
0: Jose, yeah. Oh, um, well, Casey was over there as well. Actually.
1: Absolutely just ludicrous comments coming out of the guys, mate. And I, I was I was glad. I don't well, we paid your wages this. that night, mate. So yeah. um,
0: boxing wouldn't do that for you.
1: Yeah. So. Um, there you go. So, yeah, listen, I'm glad to see the back of Paulie. Um, fair play to Artem. Um, I'm still is, not. I,
0: is, is, is Paulie done now? Do you believe yeah. he's done?
1: Yeah. Like, listen, he's just, you know. Coming out and saying he was going to do what he did and then didn't get a sniff of going anywhere near it. And of course, the first thing he said, I think, is everyone sort of said before, and, Oh, my hand's broken. Mm. Okay, okay, man, just, just go <laughs> gracefully. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like, it's just very frustrating to see people. Did you score like for that then?
0: I did. I had uh, yeah, I did. one, one, four, and five. I think I scored for that. Yeah, I, I, I had three rounds to two for yeah, Arthur. Yeah. I don't know what. what yeah, what I, know, I'm it's I defin- think it's one 4 Yeah,
1: the fifth. And, but I think, you know, watching the fight. Polly was shuffling around, did a lot of feints. But our, not a R-tem, lot of contact though. Artem was, 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 if you a issue. judge watching that, was pressing it, pressing it, pressing it, always
0: trying to land, always trying to go out. I think his ability to close distance from his MMA background yeah. actually really messed really up Pauly yeah, because Polly's waiting for his close counters um, in, in the pocket all the time and Artem was running at you from oh, the bell. Yeah, he was. He was
1: sprinting and <laughs> yeah. he was going left and right and changing his stance. It was... Yeah. Listen, fair play, fair to play, to him. Him. Best of luck um, to him, man. And yeah, well, well done. He carried himself excellently as well. I, I, I think
0: it's great to see him doing so well beyond the USC because I never felt they, they, like I mean, they were putting him in big spots, but there was no real. I felt I never felt there was a good plan for him. Yeah, you know, I felt like they were just oh, let's Cubs yeah. Swanson, you, oh,
1: let's do this. You'd wonder about bare knuckle, though. You know, where is this money? You know, um, how long it's
0: going to go on? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the like. I mean, the product was good. It didn't look too bad, but it just. I, I don't know, I just it was very ho- hard to hold my interest. Like I yeah. mean, me and the lads it it when we were watching it, we got excited about the Vaseline situation. We were like, The petroleum yeah. jelly, get yeah. this guy updating yeah. us about this again. This is far more interesting. But yeah. Uh,
1: Um yeah, listen, it's not my cup of tea again. Yeah, it's gonna
0: take me it's gonna take a big fight for me to go back, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. And seeing Chris Lee when as well got knocked out of it, like come on. Did he get knocked out or he lost yeah, decision? Our decision, whatever. Yeah. he got beaten up badly anyway. And Dakota yeah. Cochran. It's just, it's just, just a know. What's the story with Artem and, and Jason Knight? Are the best buds now?
0: Jason Knight, man, they should have left him outside the the ring for that. I felt, yeah, the, it, was it was a bit, bit weird.
1: Yeah, maybe they trained together. I don't know.
0: He's calling out Paulie Malinage. He just lost, mate. He said he's going to retire. Sit down.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no,
0: you're right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. <laughs> nah. I think Artem was like, "Why, why is this dude here again? I don't to fight him again."
1: <laughs> Listen, not, it's not for me. Um Again, you know, it's 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 the older fighters, old UFC vets, um, you know, old boxers going in. It's and someone's going to get seriously hurt. I feel.
0: Someone think about the children. Um, right now, we have a huge, We're going to have a really in-depth look at this Cage Warriors 100 card when we're back. But there is no better way to start this off than to talk to Nicholas Dalby, a man whose story has really, really resonated with the fan base. I mean. Nicholas had some serious issues with depression, with his mental health, uh, after his UFC stint. He's gone back to the path which got him to the big stage, Cage Warriors. And, and it didn't go all that well, first of all. you know He, he came back and there was a split decision loss to Carlo Petersoli. It says something about the strength of Nicholas Dalby's name when a guy gets signed immediately after beating him. That's that's how valuable a win is seen over Nicholas Dalby. This weekend, he fights Ross Hewson for the welterweight title. Ross Hewson's already got the golden ticket in the belt... But the one thing you need, if you don't have it already, with the belt, is a win over a UFC veteran. And here comes Nicholas Dalby. This is a very, very interesting fight. He's a very, very interesting man, Nicholas Dalby. So we're going to leave you with our interview with him. And we'll be back in about 15 minutes to to really give this card a good looking over. He is one of the most talked about men on this Cage Warriors 106 card, the Night of Champions. He is the man everybody's talking about ahead of this one. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to introduce Nicholas Dalby back to Eurobash. Nicholas, how are you, my friend?
3: I am doing awesome. Thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm even better because I get to watch you fight this weekend. And I mean, <laughs> thank it's, you. It's an incredible one because you know it's been a long road back to this title, um, and you're right here now. I mean, this has been a three-fight journey with with Cage Warriors since since your departure from the UFC. Uh, it got off to a not a great start with that split decision loss to Peter Sully, but you've battled yeah. back with two brilliant wins against Lahore and Molpeter. Peter, and now you're here. How does it feel? It's so close now; you can nearly touch it.
3: It feels amazing. Um, it, it's yeah. It's it's. I think last fight I had this like full circle moment with with all the like coincidences that came together for the fight. Um, so this is just me it feels like i'm cementing my destiny and my place in cage warriors and, and in the future of this sport.
0: right and i mean you you made no secret about you know battling your demons ahead of this and that was way before even even the Petter Solly fight that you came out and you made this public i mean is it good to see so many people get behind you and support you because i've seen a an amazing outpouring of emotion for nicholas dalby over the last year
3: yes of, of of course when you when you bear yourself and and open yourself up to the world it's it's nice to see that what i'm putting out is is getting well received um you know it's it's personal stuff so i'm just happy that that people they take something from it um be it uh, getting better mental health themselves or, or just uh, you know getting interested in in this danish fighter so uh, so i'm just happy for all the support no matter how big or small it is. it's it's actually a big
0: plight in the the fighting industry it's something that i hear about an awful lot but don't see it actually being talked about publicly like you did a lot do you feel like you know maybe it's going to help some guys to see you speaking about this and seeing how successful you've been since then do you do you believe it will help some fighters to see you being so open like this
3: um, I, I, I hope so. I haven't heard from any fighters that have, well, actually there's been a couple, I think actually, if I, if I, uh, think about it, mm. there's been a couple of guys that let me know that, you know, it's an inspiration to, to hear me getting back on the horse after, after going through what I did. Um, that was an inspiration to them, but I also heard from just, you know, normal, regular people that, that, you know, doesn't fight that that's also um found some inspiration in my story so that that just adds even more fuel to the fire
0: absolutely i've got to ask you about your opponent ross houston the champion Um, there's there's been a lot of talk between you two guys uh you you haven't been shy about putting your finger in each other's chest what 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 do you think of this guy ross houston i mean have you watched his fights and and if so what do you think of his ability first of all
3: um, well, as a fighter, he's decent. Um, I've of course watched all his fights uh, as I always do with, with every opponent I fight and, and he's, he's got some tools for sure, but I also think that, uh, he, he talks the talk, but he doesn't walk the walk. If you know what I mean, um, he, uh, I don't think his, his fighting skills matches his, uh, self-confidence.
0: Right, and, uh, uh, do you do you see the parallels that I see between you on your first run with Cage Warriors when you were undefeated, um, and and Ross now? Do you, do you kind of compare that? Do you think it, it's in a similar situation he's in to where you were on your first Cage Warriors ascent?
3: Mm, not really. I, I felt like even back then I was a more complete fighter, and and if I had fought him back then, I, I, I would have for sure won the fight as well. So. Um, so that's yeah, just a
0: bad uh, comparison, as far as you're concerned.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see it. Um, you know, he, he, he seems to be a nice guy, but he just—I uh, think the way he tries to come across—it just gets a bit cringy because he's trying too hard.
0: It's, it's the new thing in MMA these days—the king of cringe in the UFC—and do and you believe Ross is Cage Warriors <laughs> the king of the king of Cage Warriors cringe?
3: I'll let the people decide that, but I, I don't, you know. I, I think I, I feel like he's trying too hard, and it shows, and it falls through. Um, yeah.
0: He's a big dude. Like when I, when I look at the fight, like his size always kind of it's staggering. Nearly when you see the guy, he's very, very big. Do you, do you feel like that's a a key weapon for him here? His just his sheer physicality and size.
3: Yeah, in some in some aspects of the fight, it, it for sure is, but. Again, I I don't feel like he's so good at utilizing his his weapons. Um, let's see if he's improved for this fight, but but you know I've taken account for for that happening as well, um, and that's that's why I feel like he isn't living up to his full potential because he he's he's I think he's underperforming in regards to to the the physical traits he has, mm. um, and for me personally, fighting him. Yeah, he's a big dude, but he's not bigger than Darren Till, or even like I think one of them, it was in my fourth or fifth uh, pro fight. I, you know, I fought a huge dude from Finland, so I've I've been in there with people that his size, and you know, of course they can they can they can be strong, but uh, then there's so many other things you can do with them.
0: Yes, uh, it feels like a silly question in hindsight, given that you're uh, Scandinavian and everybody over there is at least two foot taller than me, at least anyway, you know, you guys are all huge. <laughs> but, um, he's, uh, yeah. he, he's like when people look at this fight, Nick, the one thing people keep saying to me is like, Houston's never fought a guy like Nicholas Dalby before, but mm-hmm. th- they feel like you're the best opponent he's ever been put against. Um, yeah. l- can you say that same thing for him? Because like we know the, who you fought you know what I mean can you is it any way arguable that this is the biggest test of your career
3: um like if I, if I look at the if I look at Houston on paper he's he's nowhere near the the most dangerous opponent I've ever fought but for sure this is one of the the most pivotal fights of my career mm. so the fight itself and of course Houston is a part of that is a very pivotal moment for me, but but looking just at Houston, and, and the the tools he carries in his toolbox, I wouldn't put him on a, you know, top three of of the best opponents I've ever fought. Um. So yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I was wondering about that, and I'm also wondering about an unbeaten guy. Like when you're planning, is it harder to to plan for an unbeaten guy because you don't have that. Uh, footage of him being beaten you know like as in a lot of people they go unbeaten and then their first loss everyone says there's the blueprint to beat this guy does it make it a more difficult task to construct a game plan to beat this guy if he hasn't been beaten before
3: mm, well that, that kind of depends on if he had lost how he'd lost like if he got knocked out in six seconds you wouldn't be able to uh, think right from that yeah bridge, okay Good it was point. so fast so um but you know he's he's gone to a lot of decisions which means there's a lot of footage on him and, and you know that's given us a very good picture of who he is as a fighter um and and w- in what way we we think he could have improved um plus he puts up a lot of stuff on his social media that gives us clues as well so uh
0: Ooh. um <laughs> yeah what's this about what can you can you uh elaborate on that somewhat or, or is this a secret that you're not telling us
3: no, it's not. It's not a secret. We've just been looking at what he's been putting out on social media, and, you know, having a look.
0: It's given you some hints.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's confirmed things. Let's say like that.
0: Very interesting. So, uh,
3: but you know, yeah, he's he's a, he's when you're in the cage. One thing is looking at video, and and another thing is being in the cage. And I I uh, recognized that with Paulo Soli. Not that I overlooked him, but I uh, from looking at video of him. I thought it was maybe going to be an easier fight. Um plus I was coming back from, you know, uh, a lot of years out and stuff like that. So so it was a more difficult fight than I expected. So having that happen to me has for sure uh, put me in a state where I'm I'm never going to look past an opponent ever.
0: The listeners of the show will hear our interview with Graham Boylan later on in the episode, but I'll tell you something he said to me. Um, he he praised okay. you not only as a fighter but as a person. But he also said that he believes that you know four fighters could be on the UFC's radar after this event. The one of the most yeah. prominent stories, uh, the most prominent story, is about the fact that people believe that you're not only fighting for. Ross Houston's welterweight title, but they believe you're fighting for a slot on that UFC Copenhagen card. When this fight was announced, people were saying, if Dalby wins this fight, he should be the first name on that card. Do you believe, yeah. I mean, I've seen this grow and grow since the fight's been announced. Like, do you do you believe that this is the one, this is the one that will get you back to the promised land, so to speak?
3: <laughs> yeah, I like the, the way you put it. Um, yes, for sure. That's That's why I feel this fight is so pivotal and and that's why i've prepared so uh, intensely for it I, i've really been been yeah improving my skills even more than, than for the last fight and, and especially uh, my mental uh, where i'm mentally has has gotten even better than before
0: do like do the ufc give you a hint when you're this close to something like this because obviously it's hard for media guys to get this kind of information off the ufc but um do, do you guys get a hint when it's coming up close, to, or do you just get a feeling? Does it just feel like everything is moving towards that situation?
3: Uh, well, if, if you're asking me directly if I've gotten any hints, no, I haven't, but that could be my managers just you know,
0: uh, messing with you,
3: you know, making sure my head is focused on the right task. Um, but I think either way, it's it doesn't matter too much because i think being you know told that hey if you win this fight you uh, having ufc comment say hey, if you win this fight you're gonna win maybe that could put some pressure on that would be detrimental so i like just focusing on this fight and doing the best job as as i can and then that should uh, you know determine what, what happens next
0: but surely if this fight goes according to plan and you have the performance that you have planned in your mind You'd be mm. disappointed if that call didn't come, right? Like, you, I mean, would you be? I, I, I shouldn't be putting words Absolutely. in your mouth. Yeah.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I'd, I'd be, I'd be very disappointed because I really feel like, uh, even in the last fight that I showed, I am way better than
0: amazing than against it, Lahore. Than every,
3: yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm way better than, than everyone else in, in the Keisha Wars welterweight division right now. So, uh, and I, and then, you know, I, I really feel I'm a couple of steps ahead, a couple of levels above and uh yeah so if i don't get signed back to the uc um they're mi- they are missing out then they are making a mistake
0: i agree but with I'm you.
3: Sure, but i but but they like to make good decisions so i'm sure it's going to happen uh after i've put on an awesome performance
0: given everything that's happened nick and, and given the road you've been on and this amazing story uh for for guys like me especially of course but um you know, do, do you look back on your UFC fights? Um, you know, the, the last couple. Like, do, do you look back on them and and regret? Do, do you have any regret when you look back on them, or, or how do you feel about it?
3: I did at one point, um, but now I don't have any regret anymore. Um, that was a, that that was a part of of the journey I've been on to be where I'm at now, for better and worse. And if I hadn't gone through those fights, gone through what all the shit I've gone through. I wouldn't have been where I am now with a beautiful fiance, a, a, an incredible, amazing daughter, um, good mental health. Uh, I'm in a good place right now, so I wouldn't like switch that out for anything else. And and I wouldn't be where I am today if stuff hadn't happened the way it did.
0: It's an incredible outlook you have. Um you know, do you have a, like, I mean, this is a very cliche question to ask you, but do, do you have a prediction when you think about this for you, how it will end? Is there a way that it keeps playing out in your head when you see it?
3: Mm, pure violence. Wow.
0: <laughs> I like the sound of that, Nick. Did you get Dylan Dennis's shorts, by the way? That's, that's another question I wanted to ask you. I saw you online earlier. You want the leopard skin shorts for this one?
3: Um, yeah, leopard print is my thing. No, he hasn't replied yet. I think. I'm <laughs> oh, come on, there, Dylan. For, yeah, I'm looking for a reply. Maybe I'm not famous enough. Oh, I do have on. that blue check mark on Twitter, but he hasn't replied yet.
0: This is terrible. This is terrible. You yeah. got to tell you where he yeah. got the goddamn leopard skin shorts. But um, exactly, Nick. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. I'm going to see you in London. Um, I can't wait to see you fight again. And thank you for giving me so much time ahead of this fight. I really appreciate you.
3: Yeah, all the best. Yeah, it's a pleasure always to talk to you. So. Uh, yeah, call me
0: anytime. Thank you so much, Nick. You have a child to look after there. I can hear her. I'm annoying her by taking up her time with her father. I'm very no, sorry. it's
3: fine. <laughs> it's fine. All the
0: best, my friend.
3: You're welcome, man. Bye-bye. Take care.
0: Bye. Great to speak to Nicholas Dalby as always. What a man, what a gent. I can't wait for that for you. I think it's main event for a reason. Uh, given his story, given given the, the implications of a win for either him or Ross, I think it's absolutely massive. For everyone really fighting for the title that night, and the rest. It's um, a big one, isn't it? It's huge. It, it's huge. Um, but let's have a look. right? Let's get Minneapolis out of the way. Uh, there's only a couple of Europeans on this card, and it's main evented by Francis. Francis Ngannou. From France, not Cameroon. Ireland. He's from Ireland. Um Dos Santos, I can see this being a serious, serious uh, task for Francis. To be honest, I, I do. Like I think Junior Striking is unbelievable. I, I think he's unbelievable. I think he's made a lot of guys look amateur that he's been in there with yeah. recently. But of course, at the end of the day, big Franny's got that power, man, and he can keep on going. Um, what do you think of that main event? I mean, do you do you do you feel like um, I haven't really seen the lines? I haven't seen the bookmakers' lines on it, but the feeling I'm getting just seeing online is a lot of people see Francis in the ascendancy here. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close one
1: on the on the bookie lines. Definitely, um, you know, two elite level guys. It was interesting I saw today Francis and Ganu questioned um Junior dos validity as a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. Oh. Um the abuse. Yeah, and I think you know it's a maybe a good tactic cuz we've seen Junior get rattled once or twice and he doesn't tend to perform his, his best when he's um in a rattle sort of uh state of mind. So listen man, it, it's a, it's a wide open one. I see this one playing out in the feet though as you said, you know the boxing we've seen from Junior DeSantis Santos um is at such uh, an elite level. What was that fight when he I think it was when he beat Ben
0: Rothwell in yeah. Croatia? That was like an clinic. absolute clinic. And oh, then was a black guy uh, even off that he fought as well, and yeah. he made yeah. made him look. Look at what black guys since, just the, you know? just the combinations on the feet and the variation of speed. what he, 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 speed. He's, he's so fast,
1: easily getting a boxing ring for me. Um, oh yeah, I think he already has. Um, then you have though, <clears throat> you know, Francis and Gannett, You just have that hellish power that he could. You know, if he lands as well. You know, I don't know what way to call this fight. I just think it's a really fascinating fight. Francis does have the potential to land. Uh, Junior, you know, we've seen Junior off his game in certain fights as well. He has that. We've also seen Francis uh, off his game. We have definitely (laughs) seen Francis off his game. This is either going to go one way or the other, obviously. But... Ah. I'm just not kind of really sure what fight we're going to see. We, Are you we interested? Could, we could, I am. I, I am interested, yeah. interested. I think we could see a terrible fight um, as well. Possibly, you know, both guys being a little bit hesitant to engage, a little bit like the fight where we saw Lewis and Engano. Um, don't tell me that. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't. I wouldn't really be surprised. I, 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 I don't. Really I don't expect that. I, I expect Junior to come out and wanting to touch him, get in and out very quickly, and then it's going to be Engano's yeah. business to close the distance.
1: I could see Ghana getting, you know getting bashed up against the cage and then just unleashing a colossal right (laughs) on JDS's head and knocking him out it is one of those fights I think we're going to see a really explosive fight that's going to end within two rounds or a fight that's
0: going to be pretty stale and maybe a little bit chess like if Junior has it his way and he's able to pick him apart I don't think Francis makes it the distance I think it's a different fight than the Stipe fight where instead of having someone lie on you you're going to have someone tattooing you And, and Junior has one stop power 100%. one hundred percent. Oh definitely, yeah. Look yeah, look, yeah, look yeah, go right. back and look at that Mark Hunt fight, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, scary. But uh, and Juicy A for and uh Joe Benavidez for the flyway number one contender that might never happen. Yeah, there in the co-main <laughs> event.
1: Just make a decision.
0: That's got ridiculous. the got the return of Damian Moya against Anthony Martin. Yeah. Um Yeah. But yeah. the one the, the other big European interest on the card is of course Paul Craig, um, taking on another undefeated opponent. Um this has become uh, Pretty much the the standard matchup for Paul now. You're just you're gonna be fighting an undefeated guy, Paul, every single time. He's coming off that win over Kendi and Juke what was he called? The African Beast or the African Savage or something like that. He's some cool nickname anyway. Um I think it was the you Af- just, just, just wonder with Paul sometimes. You know, some of his wins he has been very
1: underwhelming in the fight. He still gets it done. And he still gets it done. Maybe <laughs> The UFC brass are going. We don't really want this guy in here, but he's you know, he's winning fights, he's pulling out of the bag, you know, going for broke. Let's just keep throwing to the wolves. I'm starting to love it, like, I'm starting to think it's it's a cool underdog story, but everybody's
0: backing the third round submission for Paul Craig these
1: days, man. I think it was the fight, you know, and I, I, I just, I always sort of worry with
0: Paul, his gas tank doesn't seem to be the best. It's a weird one because. This is one that I've talked to you about before. I think like it's weird the fact that you're right in the sense that during the fight he doesn't, but somehow he then yeah, he pulls just, out this amazing yeah, bit of grappling. And, and like, where are you finding the energy for this? It's I don't unbelievable. Know. I don't like, know. and it, it,
1: it is that's the that's why I like this story that yeah. they're, they're they're
0: throwing him to the wolves the whole time. And if he does this now again, like, and I've spoke to Paul about this before <clears> um, on the show, it's like. He's kind of got that run of undefeated guys at the moment, but I feel like if he tags on two wins, one against Kennedy and one against Alano Menefeld, they're going to start throwing him to the, <laughs> to, the to the to the monsters. Not yeah, the Wolves. yeah, yeah, yeah. like I mean, look at look at his losses. They haven't been too bad. Uh, Tyson Pedro, Khalil Roundtree. Like these guys are Our guys that, that just, were
1: yeah, guys the two guys that were getting a push from the from the brass in the UFC. So yeah, it's good. It is. It's an interesting one. Um, it, it, who knows Paul Craig this <laughs> one's going to pan out really to be honest with you
0: I'm looking forward to it I'm looking forward to it now let's get on to the real business the real stuff it's Cage Warriors 100 man I have been dying for this card man I love it I love the the whole the whole idea that these guys can change their lives with a win that night like and as we know them uh, Cage Warriors titles are like golden tickets to the UFC and six of them for grabs like this as we'll talk to Graham Boylan about this later but this is a big risk for a promotion like Cage Warriors to put that many titles on a card like I mean this is unbelievable. One, two, man. three, four, five, six. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh Dalby and Houston's a very interesting match. I mean, Houston is like, you know, unblemished career. He looks the part. He's huge. And here comes Dalby after battling all these demons to come and try and reclaim that belt and get. And everybody feels as though if Dalby wins, he's going yeah, straight onto that Cop- Copenhagen card. Yeah. They think he's the first name that should be on the sheet. Yeah, it's you
1: know? that's, that's a lot of pressure. Um, you know, for Nicholas Dalby, I've seen Incredible, tweet, yeah. he's tweeting about it the whole time. I want to get on this uh, Copenhagen card. I'm so proud of the Danish fans for it's so loud. Yeah, I believe yeah. already. Um, you know, <laughs> I just think maybe it's a worry for me when guys are thinking about. The future—it's impossible not vote. to, do, right? It, it, I know it isn't,
0: but sometimes I think you they announced yourself away when was was it was in that? Stockholm? Yeah, it was in Stockholm, man. everybody's just backstage, Dalby, 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 like everybody, yeah, yeah. and and potentially Zarin back. Yeah, listen, it's it's a, you, you think it's a no-brainer, but how many times do we see the UFC make you know
1: fake? <coughs> <errors>? Brendan Lockman. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, um, listen, yeah, I just uh, for a guy who's obviously had mental issues as well. He's he's talked about you know mm-hmm. the depression and things like that to try and maybe build yourself up and, 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 and it just maybe takes your eye off the prize a little bit of what is happening this Saturday. I have a little bit of worry um, in relation for this fight because I've been so impressed with
0: Ross Houston as well, man. Yeah, he's a beast. He's a beast. And like, you know, as I said before, this is a, this is a win that's every bit as important to him as it is to Dalby. I mean, he needs that win over UFC veteran. We saw Carlo Pedersoli, the last man who bet Nicholas Dalby, was signed within weeks of beating Dalby. That's the kind of pedigree. Yeah. That's where the UFC see him. You know what I mean? He's right there. Um, definitely like like just look at the guys they've signed in the past, as yeah. you said, and, and
1: you've a belt going into this. Gonna be the probably the most watched show of the year would for, for know a country 100%. mile on UFC Fight pass as well. I guarantee it Dana White and um, Sean Shelby will have their eyes
0: on this one, and hopefully better eyes than they had last Tuesday night. <laughs> We're finally going to see Jack Grant fight for a lightweight title. Obviously, uh, this was the guy everybody wanted to see Soren Back fight. I love this fight. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's the best fight in the card. Soren Back uh, obviously dropped down to featherweight, uh, won the interim title against Sam uh, Sarn, Morgan Gerier, and then um, you know the, the <laughs> I love The, the I love title did. has been essentially vacated, and um, So, Jack Grant v. Joy Herbert, man. Holy shit. That is a... Barnburner burner, if there ever was one. Like, I mean, can you believe that that Bama didn't re-sign Joy? Like, they let him go off. I believe. Look, like, look at this. It's like, are you kidding me, man? Isn't it? Like, I mean, against McColgan yeah, that was the one that put him on the map. Like, I mean, I, well, he was already on the map. Let's be honest. But that was like where right, you're going in there banging it, with McColgan and you're you're coming out with that result. Yeah, that it was believable. like yeah,
1: when it, when you you do that to Joe McCulgan, <laughs> it was you know you're going up a little level in our uh, cage warriors rankings here. You're gonna you're gonna pretty much soon fight for a title. And interesting, you know, three
0: that, wins in a row with cage warriors now. Uh,
1: you know, as much as I respect Joy, I love this fight. If, if Reece hadn't gone to 170, this could be very well be Reece McKee versus Jack Grant. Imagine that as well. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, just, just an unbelievable fight. I think this one's, you know, someone's getting finished here. But, you know, yeah. if, if we look at Joy's last fight, man, holy fuck. That was like, that was impressive, impressive stuff against Stephen O'Keefe to to just take him out in that devastating fashion. I think Jai... And after being after being
0: under it for the full the four, yeah, four the minutes first, of that fight... The first, yeah. first four minutes, he was getting absolutely, you know, one, one opportunity presents pop, 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 pop. You're done, son. But i got to say, I, I've, I've, Jack was one of the guys I put in my prospects to watch yeah, this I year. Yeah, Jack's great for um, it. He just looks unbelievable, man. He's a Goliath of a, of mm. a lightweight mm. too. It's hard to believe he's only 27, man. He's an absolute monster of a dude. Um, in his last fight, he bet the last guy you bet saw him back. And... Um, he he had a great performance against Perry Goodwin, who we yeah, saw yeah, Reese in yeah, there yeah, with again. I mean, I, I just think this guy is an absolute animal, and he's on a six-fight win streak. I see, I see joy as a striking advantage. Like, I mean, you can't not see that the way he he did that to Steve O'Keefe. One one opportunity, and that's the way it's done. Unbelievable! But I love this. It's a real style clash, and it's really, 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 really good fight. Um, another fight. Oh, I love all these fights. Dean Truman v Mads Burnell man. Yeah. Mads Burnell is another guy that's come back to cage yeah, Warriors and boy. look. Looked like he's completely separated mm. from the field. Like he looks unbelievable. Um and Dean Truman is this guy consummate underdog, a guy who's put in the put in the hard work. People who know the game know who Dean Truman is. And this is a, like I couldn't wait to see Soren back in Dean Truman, but I think this is just as good a fight, man. You know
1: what happens if they you know, everyone puts on a fucking barn burner here in these six fights and
0: wins in impressive fashion. Tough. It's tough, man. Who do you sign? Like
1: that's it, you know. It, it's. I it's, think.
0: I think the UFC have got to be looking at Mads and Nicholas with that Copenhagen card. Yeah, I think court. so. I yeah. think they have to be. I, I. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think wins for them are especially big.
1: I think. Yeah, probably you're. you're dead right. Most of the. Uh, you know, the guys from. But but what, around as we, that region as well.
0: As we work down the card, there's also other things, and and Graham Boylan mentioned this in the interview that we talked about. Uh, in the interview that's upcoming in the show when you've got guys like at middleweight and light heavyweight fighting for titles they're immediately on the mm. radar and that's a great time to speak about the andy townsend of irish mma mr james webb he his stock is going up over here man you can feel feel it in the irish fan base he's beginning to connect with them and a win here over natoius frederick he improves the seven and one with that middleweight title wrapped around his waist. he's young he's from the uk <laughs> um you know, I I, I think... He's, I, not, he's not from Colchester anymore. He's from Swords, yes. From Team KF. But um, I, I just get the feeling with, with Webby that...
1: Oh, Webby and all that. Like, yeah, Webby
0: going with the Webby. But uh, I get the feeling that, you know, he's a guy that needs to be ready for the call-up. Because at a middleweight, when you have that title, yeah. you're very close. It could happen at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Um, But Natalya's Frederick there as well. To, to Maybe you me. feel those Web has to do something spectacular <laughs> well, this the, weekend... The, the, He he has he's capable of it. Like I mean, you see fights getting away from James sometimes, and some because he's so good in the ground. You find these unbelievable. Like uh, saw that. Yeah, he's he's uh, when he won the title, of course. But um, I think that's a big one for him, man. It's a big one for Chris Fields Tom King, all the guys down there, and we'll be talking about another one of their fighters in a few minutes. But um, Sam Creasy at flyweight. do you worry, like, I mean, for the Way, we always remember Nathan Grayson beats Sam Creasy. He gets mm. the title and he leaves because he says, look, the UFC, they don't have any plans for Way. Why do I keep killing myself to get down here? Well,
1: I don't think they do. Let's be honest about it. I think now it's... it's it's. Did Henry Tuto save it, though? I think Dana White said he did. And we always Dana know he, White, tells yeah, Dana, he tells the truth. He tells the truth. You know, every week. And he <laughs> needs fucking glasses, spec savers, doing two for one, I believe, right? Listen... No, the flyweights are gone, as far as I'm concerned. You
0: don't expect a, the team to when, like Creasy's class. Like, yeah,
1: I know, like, I, know, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that. Oh no, no, I know but, you know. but when you're, you know, you're releasing guys like you know prospects the whole time. Obviously, I think Shorty Torres is gone, and like about six months ago was unbeaten. You know, like you're not. They're not going to sign. You know, if they're releasing, <laughs> but you know, it, it's disappointing because I was always a massive advocate for the flyweights. Loved watching them. Um, there's there a we go. Regular weekly. Uh, Take game. a shot now. I don't think they actually hear this. Do you know that, <laughs> that comes through, oh, but it doesn't matter. No, they do. But um, yeah, it's just frustrating for these guys, I'm sure, because you know I think every fighter's dream is to get to UFC, and when you're on a platform like this, and then you know the UFC aren't signing any flyweights, you're probably going to be looking at going to 135 pounds, lads. I, I'm sorry, but yeah, if, if you want to fight in the UFC, it's going to be at 35 because they're not doing it. I think Scott Coker is really um, you know shit the bed as well um, again by saying they're not interested in doing a 125 pound division and suddenly
0: Ryan Curtis can <clears throat> sell tickets in Dublin and here's the flyweights
1: <laughs> you know there you go but like imagine the men, a wealth of talent they could sign and create a division and build oh, yeah. a really oh, impressive yeah. quality division on, and, and they're turning their back on it absolutely ludicrous um, in my opinion Um but yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just not sure. Um, the, well, the stakes co- will be as high in this title fight as it is for the other guys in terms of yeah. UFC trajectory.
0: 205 title, Martin Hamlet. This guy has been talked about by some of the best fighters in the world. Um, I had Volkan Osnomer singing this guy's praises ahead of his last fight. Everybody in Scandinavia is going crazy about this guy. I think he's got something like 15 world yeah. honours in wrestling. He's 5-0 in MMA. He's training with some of the best guys out there. And he's going to be put up against Modestus Bukakis, who is a savage striker. Um, I feel like the way Hamlet's being talked about, he is like I mean, he's right there. You know, the way the way he's held in that esteem and he's at two oh five again. And and Chris Field says he wants to challenge the winner of this fight. Oh
1: UFC. Come on.
0: Copenhagen. Yeah <laughs> You think you think he goes to Kobe, he, Norwegian? Like,
1: yeah, like a Norwegian it makes sense, you know, to throw him on um, a Copenhagen card. If if he goes out and makes a statement, like there's a lot, as you said, on the line here for especially the Scandinavian guys, because like literally, it's. I think there's. The, I knew a guy in college that was lives down in uh, in Sweden, and it's literally I think twenty minutes across the road to Copenhagen from where he was living. So that's Mad. you know it is. It's there's a lot of areas there that intertwine with uh, the city of
0: Copenhagen. So yeah, listen, bring it, motherfuckers. Jason Radcliffe, who uh, who was previously fought James Webb, he lost. Uh, there's that phantom KO. A lot of people were very upset about against Hacken Foss. That's going to be a savage. Another Scandinavian, yeah. uh, Hacken Foss, always brings it. Hacken Fush. Ian Gary, um, look, I've talked about this guy plenty. One and all, really looks like he's the full, full, full package. It was James Sheehan he fought, correct? yes James Page. Sheehan in his debut another great Irish prospect yeah. um, to fight the way he did in his first professional fight with the biggest stage of his life on Cage Warriors I can't wait to see this guy back in there good
1: man. matchmaking as well yeah 2-0 nice steady yeah.
0: you know no s- need to get excited push. here yeah, exactly. let, yeah. let the man Big learn team. his craft learn He's, and breathe. he looks like he knows plenty about it already yeah. but my god I can't wait to see him go again <clears throat> Lewis Monarch and Morgan Cherrier is going to be a great Monarch fight, fight man. and Morgan Cherrier against back that time for the interim title yeah. he looked brilliant as well I really like that fight yeah it is that. Uh, Darren O'Gorman from Cork is taking on Adam Amersinger. Amersinger was considered one of the great prospects until he ran into Scott Malone. We know they need guys um, at these weight classes. Uh, They need to beef up the the bantamweight division. Now that uh, Jack Shore is gone, they need to start creating contenders. And Look, this is a good way for Darren O'Gorman. I believe Adam's really held in high esteem. Um, I believe this is a good way for Darren to get himself on that radar. Um, is that fight taking place at one twenty five or one thirty five?
1: Says one twenty five. One twenty five. Yeah, I would have thought one thirty five, but anyway, I would
0: have as well. But however, you're going to need uh, some contenders if you're going to crown a champion, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Um, Alex Lahore vs. V Aaron Khaled That's a great fight. That is a cracking fight.
1: It is, yeah. And obviously, Reese McKee was having a bit of beef But Lahore a few weeks ago on Twitter. Said he turned down um a fight um against Reese. So that was an interesting one.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and this is no disrespect to Aaron, <coughs> Aaron, because he's he's very well supported mm. in Wales and that. But Alex's logic in that he didn't fight Reese because he doesn't have a big enough name compared to this uh, ludicrous. Yeah, I don't think that's I don't think that's accurate. And he
1: actually publicly said that on on Twitter, so you can go check that out. Um, yeah. Mad stuff altogether from Lahore. Alex is a weird one. You you never really know.
0: It's very good fighter though.
1: He is a good fighter, but you never know what you're going to get.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is. True. You'll
1: always get the sunglasses in the interview afterwards. And That's and, all I want. The hat. but yeah, no. Listen, a, a nice guy. But yeah, that was a weird comment um, to make.
0: Is um, this the most ambitious cage warriors card I've ever? Like you've ever seen? Like given the the amount of titles they're throwing on the line here. Yeah, well, yeah.
1: The amount of titles that are on the line there. Yeah, I don't think you can argue with that. Um you know obviously I think you know uh, BT Unplugged was uh, was, a, was a was a pretty
0: cool project pretty
1: yeah, project as well so um yeah it's def- it's definitely up there man and uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing it I'm not sure I'm going to be able to watch it live I'll be able to watch half of it live um in the office on Saturday but yeah listen I'll be I'll be definitely watching it anyway man. 100% of FaceTime, time, time it. yeah the PT stream or whatever they call it <laughs> these days
0: <laughs> the redcast but well, I'll be I'll be in control with that weekend but um look there was no one else I could speak to um, that is more prevalent in the lead up to this fight than Mr. Graham Boylan is a one. he is he never <laughs> fails to <laughs> deliver yeah, I love this man. house is <laughs> he's, he's shits an absolute legend was then, but um, yeah brilliant. look we love a bit of rivalry we're not going to show you away from it it's
1: um, brilliant it's what it, fire bills fire further breeds fire dragons yeah, you know fight all, dragons, that stuff, all that whales, whales
0: shit. Or something like that yeah. Um but, big fishes or whales but I think one of the best the, the most interesting things he said here was that he believes that there's four or five guys could potentially You get signed out of here, and you never you don't hear Graham saying that that often. You know, like here's five of my
1: fighters could be going. That says to me that he's obviously had chats with Sean Shelby. Oh yeah, one of them, and on you know who you're looking out for, who we watching here, who's who's good. He wouldn't
0: admit that to me though
1: yeah he's not going to go and say that but you know <laughs> at the end of the day you know the UFC aren't complaining with some of the guys that have you know shipped in from cage where it's probably the most successful I don't want to say feeder promotion I think it
0: is in Europe like I oh, mean yeah, I who else f- has 90 odd fighters that yeah, have gone from yeah. there
1: to there so listen I'm sure Sean Shelby's going to be on to him the whole time and uh, yeah Sean Shelby and Mick Maynard could do the set of European glasses in my opinion so
0: they definitely could couldn't yeah. they now a good lad that works for cage where is
1: I know a good fighter as well called Brandon Logan.
0: Oh, it's never gonna stop. Nah, but never. um look, we'll get on to we'll uh we'll give you the Graham uh, Graeme Boylan interview now. Brilliant stuff, very entertaining yeah, as always. Great. Uh always uh welcome here is the Corkman. Um I'm looking forward to seeing him at the weekend and we'll be back to you in about ten. And now, as promised, we are joined by Mr. El Presidente himself, Mr. Graeme Boylan, the head of Cage Warriors, who I believe is putting on one of the most ambitious cards in the history of the promotion this weekend. And I I think that's a good place to start, Graham. I mean, is this Cage Warriors 106, Night of Champions? Do you feel like this is the biggest card Cage Warriors have put on in your history?
4: I don't think in the history of us doing shows uh, together, Ian and I could possibly put on a bigger show than what we're doing Saturday night. I think it's an iconic, iconic show, one for the history books in an iconic venue in a venue that hasn't hosted MMA before. Um, and it's got that title live from the Apollo, which I believe adds that little bit of icing to the cake.
0: Absolutely. Um, I can't wait to see it myself. And and one of the things that I guess is standing out of this is the six title fights. I mean, that's just absolutely massive but I, I was wondering how you feel about it because it's something that we, we don't often ask you. It's just completely presumed. But how do you feel about that, the whole line that the Cage Warriors titles are seen as the golden ticket to the UFC? Is that something that you're comfortable with hearing, or how do you feel about that?
4: We embrace it, man. It's, it's, it's something that we know. We know where we fit. We know what happens when guys get those belts. And we know we've done a good job to actually guide guys if they've been in the organization and had the last five or six fights with us uh, and they're on the roster, we've kind of guided them to that belt. And when guys can go out there, go in there and take the win and move on to the next step, take the win, move on to the next step, the path is there for them to to go all the way to that bigger show. And, you know, it's no secret that bigger show is the UFC. And we're quite comfortable in the fact that what we do is a legitimate process, you know. We build stairs. They go on and become bigger stairs. So we're happy with that. We embrace it.
0: I've never heard anyone debate it or, or anything like that. But I was just wondering, have you ever heard of a, a, a different promotion in Europe um, being able to kind of command that same history that you guys have? I believe Jack Shaw was the 91st guy signed, right? Like, I mean, that's a hell of a number.
4: Yeah. I don't, I, I don't believe there is. Um, I would like to think we know everything about our market and our game and the territories that we work in uh, mm. i don't believe there's somebody else that can say that
0: no i agree i agree i was just seeing in case you had anyone niggling into your mentions there ever on this kind of stuff you know what i mean but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think we're safe with that one okay okay I, I mean it is it like as we said 91 fighters have gone from cage warriors to the ufc um do you believe that there is a good possibility that we can see 92 at the weekend do you believe that You know, one of these guys who wins at the weekend out of these six title fights could be on that radar already and people are just waiting for that one more win at Cage Warriors 106?
4: I think you could possibly see in the coming four to five weeks, based off the back of the results on Saturday night, I think you could see 92, 3, 4 and 5.
0: Wow. That's, that's,
4: that's That's what I feel you could see because if you look at the divisions... That these, guys, that these fights are in, mm-hmm. and you look at the divisions of the UFC, I see no reason why a minimum of 92, 93, 94 could happen in the coming weeks.
0: How does that work? Like, Do you tell the guys that this is riding on this, or do you just feel they know that? Because I, I know it, Like fans know it. If you get that belt, you are on the radar. Do you, do you specifically tell these guys, look, this one is particularly big for you, or do you just let it play out however it's going to play out? I don't feel... That they
4: need that added pressure. Um, we just sit back and let the fight happen. But between Ian and I, internally, you know, we we know we we would have a good idea going into the event who we think's gonna be holding the belt for seven or eight days and handing it back. In uh in ten days time.
0: Well, that must be that must be a lovely problem for Ian to have as a matchmaker.
4: Yeah. He's just gotta go find another champion and we found ninety seven of them,
0: right? Right, yeah. <laughs> I suppose he has a good uh, he has a good history in that demand, but um Yeah. The yeah, uh, the one story that's really kind of stood out, and there are so many good stories, but the one that is really standing out for me is, is Nicholas Dalby. The fact that he has come home, basically, he he has come back to the place that put him on the radar first, that put him on the international radar. Like I, I can remember Dalby's first run with Cage Warriors, and and I feel like he was probably like the next big champion after Conor McGregor. I'm sure you could. Uh, Think of many more names. But uh, that's just the way it felt for me at the time. Um, the fact that he's kind of said he had these mental health issues. He's come back. He stumbled at the first hurdle against Petr Solly. Then he tags on wins against Phil Peter and Alex Lahore. And here he is again uh, trying to get that welterweight title back. Um, and, of course, UFC Copenhagen's in September. And a lot of people believe that he he should be the first name on the card if he has his hand raised here. Um, I mean, have you been... What's it been like working with Dalby? Because like? he's an interesting guy, right? He's a, he's a real individual.
4: Yeah. Dalby, that, that, first of all, he's an amazing person. And secondly, he's an incredible athlete. A big impact in why he wasn't in the UFC um, to date. Uh, to turn that around, come back, step into those shoes again, and do it all again, and be back in that position again. That's got to be the most admirable thing you could see from any guy, you know. That's the sign of a true champion. That's the sign of a guy that's been knocked down. And excuse the the pun here, but that, that, that's a guy that's that's lived the rocky the rocky um, quotes. You know, mm. he's been knocked down. He's got back up, and he's kept walking forward. And here he is again, fighting for that belt. You know, so for me, that's a phenomenal place to be. But he he ain't got an easy fight in Ross Houston. Ross Houston doesn't know what defeat is. He's not. He, no, he, he's. He's a tough, tough guy, um
0: he's huge he, as well. He's an absolute he's monster big, of a dude, yeah.
4: yeah, he's big for the weight, um he can take he can take a lot of punishment punishment as we saw in the paternal fight when he won the belt absolutely um so you know that fight he, like everyone said to us when we were doing the order for that fight, you know, and there's other people involved, and it's like why why isn't the why aren't we going in wait order for these fights? And it's like, even the Royal World title fights, this is the fight that has that spark. This is Mm. the fight that has the talk. This is the one that's, there's so much riding on this fight. You know, it had to be the main event.
0: It kind of, for me, it kind of shows the value of cage warriors as well. Like, let's let's be honest. um, Nicholas could have went anywhere after the UFC. He's a stunning fighter to watch. He is a big name. He could have went anywhere, but he went back to you guys. Like, does that mean something to you as well?
4: Yes, it does you know and, and you know we, we have a very strong we have a strong relationship with nicholas you know we we've been together since two thousand and eleven maybe two thousand and twelve we've seen him rise we've seen him fall. we've seen him rise again and we've been there for him the entire time, so we're happy to help him back and give him the platform that he's wanted and we're truly happy that he gave us the opportunity to have him back you know he mm. could have gone to other organizations and just taken money fights but That's not him. That's not his character. He wants to be where the best in the world are competing. And if you're going to go back and take money fights in other organizations, then you're not competing against the best in the world in the best place in the world. And he's that type of character, Mm. you know? And like I said, to swing this white back and keep it 50-50, Ross is the same. Ross wants to be at the best place in the world where he can be. And he wants to fight the best in the world. So there's so... Much debating and back and forth out of this main event spot on a night of champions in such a historic event because there's, there's five other world title fights there, so you know it's giving you guys a ton of ton of content to choose from to write about.
0: Yeah, nearly too much to be honest with you, Graham. But we won't get into. Sorry, that. <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> my apologies. But um, but uh, I <laughs> I can stupid boy again. <laughs> I don't I don't want to press you on this too much, but a lot of people kind of have talked about the, the back and forth uh, between yourself and Mike Cogan and John Kavanaugh online. Like, a lot of people believe that Bellator and Cage Warriors are competing for this market right now. I mean, do you feel that way? Or, like, would you rather not comment on the, on the relationship between Bellator and Cage Warriors? I know who one of those names is. I've, I've no comment on him. But who's, who's the other name? Who's Mike? What's his name? Mike Cogan. Who's he? He is the, the main guy there at Bellator. You know, he's the, he's the matchmaker. Is he?
4: I've never even fucking heard his name, mate. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that, that, that shows my interest in fuck it all, so, you know, there's not a lot I can fucking comment on that. Um, but no, they're, they're of absolutely no threat to what we do whatsoever, you know. Um, the guys in our organization want to be fighting against and competing against the best athletes in the world, you know. Mm. Um, the guys... Fighting on the other organization, they're there for the paychecks. They're they're there for you know a lot of those fights are handpicked opponents. And another said name in this conversation is one of the guys who's hand-picking opponents for his guys. So you know that's not really that's not really our sport. It's not what we do. They call it a developmental game. It's more like a, here's your money, here's your win, and I think that the fights are handpicked. So it's it's, it's not the type of. Um, path that cage Wars will ever go down
0: yes of course and you know with bellator being there of course they can't compete with you in terms of getting for to ufc I, do, I don't think they can even argue that at all did you did you by any chance see the online reaction to the the broadcast issues the other day i, I know that cage Wars has prided itself on its broadcasts over the years did, did you see any of that
4: uh i'm not online a great deal these days uh pt i kind of stay away from it i've um i, I let uh uh, I've got I've got a how would I how would I say it I've got i I've got no filter when I go, when I go online and start fucking
0: around. so so people have to hide your phone sh- on you <laughs> uh, p- p- They're
4: either take my phone off me or they won't mention stuff to me one or the other because <laughs> I have no problem in jumping on and speaking my mind so I tend to stay away from it it upsets too many people when I go on there
0: right right well I'll draw a line in that and get back to this card because it is absolutely astronomical like I mean when when you're looking at the names here. I mean, every single one of these fights is a guy that's ready for the UFC there. I mean, we, we've talked about Houston and Dalby at length, but Jack Grant finally getting a shot at the lightweight title. But it's no easy road against Joey Herbert, man. He has looked incredible since he's come out in the Cage Warriors banner. Obviously, a, a legendary Cage Warriors for like Dean Truman taking on Mads Burnell as well. You've got uh, the Andy Townsend of Irish MMA, as Chris Fee has called them, uh, James Webb of Team KF taking on the toys Frederick, Sam Creasy going for that flyweight belt against Samir Fadin, and um, a hugely talked-about guy from Scandinavia here in the first uh, title fight tonight in Martin Hamlet. I mean, I've heard Uzdemir and loads of guys in the UFC already saying this guy is ready, but, I mean, outside of Houston and Dalby, is there one out there that's jumping out to you? It's a very difficult question, I know, because each of them has their own... Um, merits, but is there any one of them there that you're particularly looking forward to?
4: In the in the, in the title fights, um, they've all got their own narratives, right? Mm. Uh, so, I mean, come come title fight time on Night of Champions, I am firmly going to be looking for a seat to watch.
2: You know, <laughs> uh,
4: I'm going to just hope that there is just absolutely nothing for me to do but sit down and, and be a fan and watch these fights because, from Hamlet to Modescus. Zamir, Creasy, Webb, Frederick, Burnell, Truman, Grant, Herbert, and then into Dalby, Houston. I mean, that's a that's a fight fans' dream. Watch watching those fights, you know, um, and 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 to watch them live, uh, knowing what we know about them, and having haven't watched those stories come true. It's it's six fights. I'm I'm really looking forward to sitting there and watching.
0: You know, when when you kind of get done with these events, how do you measure if they're a success or not? Like, I mean, is there a way you can tell? Um, do you even care once once you've done? You've kind of put on the event. Do you even kind of care about what kind of traction it gets and stuff like this? Or how how do you feel about it? Like, I mean, we're, how do
4: the, you... we're, we're we're on to the next show. It's just it's not, it's it's a it's a show that's done. It's dusted. I watch it the next day. Um, it's usually my routine to watch it the next season when I get home. Um, and then for us, we're on to the next show. You know, it's 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 in the books, it's done, it's dusted. Um, and we, we, we let the fans and the journalists like yourself, we let you guys decide what it was. Because you get at the end of the day, you're the guys writing about it. You're the guys that follow it. So we put it on, we knock them down, you guys write about it and you guys say whether it was good or bad. So um, for us, we're we, we move on to the next fight. We're on to the next event.
0: But you gotta, you gotta admit, you have a good feeling about this. You gotta have a good feeling about this one.
4: Yeah, of course. I mean, we we always <laughs> any show we 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 go into, we have a good feeling about. But once it's done, it's done.
0: Graham, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love having you on. I love getting you on before these big events, and I I really can't wait to be over there in London on Saturday night, man. I'm so excited for this.
4: Good. I look forward to seeing you, man.
0: Thank you so much. I'll speak to you again Take soon.
4: Bye bye. We'll see you at the weekend. Take care, buddy. All bye. the best. Bye bye.
0: And thank you for those quotables, Graeme Boylan. I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of tweets about that one.
1: (laughs) Some good lines and, you know, maybe things that we've implied in the past. um,
0: Well, things we're still unsure about, we've asked questions about.
1: so some maybe um, answers that probably we need a little bit more. um, um, We're talking about the Bellator thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so All right. it's it's going to be interesting. And listen, great card, really good interview. Enjoy that one, PT. And um,
0: what a man is Graham Boylan. Uh, he's uh like,
1: he's from Cork, though, as I said.
0: <laughs> he's
1: I'll like a, a Bond slap, villain. Man. He's it, like
0: isn't he? Him and him and Martin Lewandowski like two Bond he, villains. Are they? <laughs>
1: That's a great way. That's a great way of. A great way of that isn't mine.
0: Someone said that to me before, this, and I was like, "That's nailed the head." A cage I think warrior, it was Alan Murphy.
1: C- cage Warriors versus Castolian. Oh be man, imagine that! But this,
0: let's be Are honest, I'm going to take you out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no,
1: you're not.
0: It's Martin V. Graham in the main <laughs> <laughs> event. No, you're not. <laughs> but I'll uh, uh, take
1: the polish out. Uh, I will buy this.
0: Uh, <laughs> this fight. This fight card is unbelievable, man. I really can't wait. Like I'm genuinely. You're going to be over at it as well. So. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it'd
1: be good to be there. Um, obviously, an iconic Cage Warriors arena as well. So yeah, all sweet shit. Like
0: yeah. this is the first time they've done it in the Apollo. Oh, that I thought yeah, they'd yeah. done it in the Apollo yeah, before? Big, no? big doing it in the Apollo, you know. Have
1: they not done it there before?
0: I don't think so, no. They've usually used the um the copper box in the London. The copper box, that's yeah, what yeah. I was thinking of, yeah. Um, I just I oh. wa- I wanna before we get on to our usual segments, Tinder and whatnot, um I just I know you don't have a mustache anymore, right? I know you don't. I'm not happy about it. Uh, it's happened and that's the way it goes, but are we going back there again? No, no, I just want one it's I, just, too itchy. I just I just want <laughs> Bottom line. Yeah, but um, I just wanted to say, um, at one stage, just after you shaved it off, Ben Cartlidge told me that he had a fantastic mustache and it deserves to be recognised. You said it's not a mustache. He's Right, shady? right. It's fair enough.
1: You can all grow beards.
0: What do you think of that? There you go. I'm just showing Noel oh, a picture that ben of Carlish? that is Ben Cartlidge oh, from God. many moons ago with a fabulous mustache.
1: Yeah, well, that's, that's like that's
0: that was then. Where was would you grade name. that though? I mean, on the on the that scale, that is pretty good. That is pretty hardcore, yeah, isn't pretty bit About the hair. Look, his hair is fantastic. He's a fantastic man. And yeah he's a good deal ben. And a fine cup of tea There in front of him as Yeah well. he's,
1: he's that sort of He's that guy he, he know how to make A good cup of tea And a fry up
0: I'd say yeah Geez I'd say and Brad he, Wharton as well Brad Wharton but, uh, Bradley. Brad Wharton says He's going to make me A scotch egg this weekend
1: Brad Wharton Fucking Brad Wharton wants to start giving me Some facts No up.
0: don't bother Brad He's a horrible person
1: See you see, see him Did you see him there In that picture with it? That bloody giant castle in the, Somewhere in Cheshire It put
0: it put, it put McGrath manners he To shame was like
1: Holy mother of god
0: <laughs> I this thought guy, I was guy, he
1: comes across As a rogue half the time And he's there s- having fun Fucking cucumber sandwiches and salmon sandwiches and, and tea Legend. parties in the garden with a lot of
0: ones. Fair play to you, Brad. Jesus Keep it up, with See you at the weekend.
1: But, um, <laughs> a bag of cans, though. It was impressive. Right, yeah, a bag, a bag of cans, of cans
0: to a man. He's, he's 100%, <laughs> man. He is 100%. But what I wanted to ask you about is something that you said to me just briefly between segments there. You told me you delete Twitter, but yes, you have somebody texting you, provoking I've always people your text. sexual I arousal. She
1: always, I'm not joking. I always do. Tell oh, us what's going on What's, what's it's going like on Tinder's like a shit Have you
0: found the one yet? No I think this girl Who's texting you eagerly At the moment Listen, I think she could
1: be the one No I don't think so I think She's I, the one I think an American girl's going to be the one I've always said that I've always got on Better with American girls on.
0: She's on Tinder
1: Um No <laughs> I think American girls are where I should be looking.
0: American woman, stay away from me. Yeah, I think so. American woman, well, you've had success in the in the states. Like I mean, I feel like you've done some yeah, of your have. best work in the states. I definitely have. Yeah, yeah. Why is I
1: that? I just think maybe the girls are—they'll always give you a chance, no matter how good looking they are. I think they'll give you at least a minute. Normally, sometimes here, what's your what, what car do you drive? Well, that's your problem, mate. Come on out yeah, and drink and blanch for a weekend, yeah? yeah? That's true. If I, I reckon I clean up in those sort of yeah, areas. You'll have like five kids before the weekend is
0: over. With,
1: with you peasants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Someone's uh, going to shoot me From Blanche one of these days Me so probably But you know I love um, you actually You're one of ours now As far as I'm concerned You know I was at a party On Friday My, my beautiful friend Mark uh, He's the last He's the youngest in the group He turned 30 And uh, my mates Were just telling me How much they love you It breaks my heart They love me They be, were like he would oh, be cleaning my shoes next ma- week Make make sure you ask him About dinner next week what? <laughs> But um, yeah It was a great night he, I had with the boys he be cleaning my shoes next week I clean them every week That's how I pay him for them <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I lick the bottom true. of them <laughs> That is true. <laughs> that is but uh, true. uh yeah, oh, it hurts that. me that they like you. Um I'm not I'm not that hateable. I'm not that innocent. Oh, I'm
1: certainly not. You're fucking not anyway.
0: I am definitely innocent of everything.
1: You are, yeah, you're in your
0: fucking whatever, blanche. Um oh I wanted to say as well. Barry Oglesby packing in the MMA. Yeah. Holy that. shit, man yeah, yeah look I, I just want to say that you know i was trying to cover this uh, push for regulation for a long time and it was incredibly difficult to get Emma to speak to me and barry, barry always always, had always you, yeah barry and andy man always came out mm. and spoke from their heart spoke the truth and um i really appreciate him like i really i really had no other way of covering yeah. that story and now of course they're always asking us why are we covering it well it was because we couldn't actually yeah, do exactly. it in the first place but uh Barry wasn't part of the problem There was Andy Roy. They've always been brilliant. Um th- those guys have put together the high performance training situation yeah, there. Exactly. You know. Um they've done a lot. Um and we des- Barry deserves a lot more credit than he gets as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, no, Definitely. And he's had some great prospects there in MMA. I wonder what's gonna happen to the likes of Nathan Kelly and you know, Austin. Lynch over there, some great fighters. So I wonder what's gonna go on with them. I'm sure Barry has that sorted out anyway. But um thanks very much Barry Ogles yeah, 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 yeah
1: big big time Barry uh, well done obviously You know, judged as well oh my fucking hand
0: he's more famous yeah. for being similar looking to Baz Root than anything yeah, he else he does though. doesn't he he looks like big L Baz <laughs> he does but uh, now he's a great Jiu Jitsu coach you're uh, in Finglas or Glasnevin area make sure you pop into Q's oh Jim I've done it many times of course I battered everyone but let's not get into that <laughs> um, best wishes Barry <laughs> yeah all the best and thanks so much um well, that's everything I've got. I mean, do you have anything else to add this weekend? Is no. Paul Pogba going to leave Manchester United? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I'm
1: bad. liking this Christian Eriksen talk. To be honest, with you is that really happening from sports? There's a little bit of talk about Christian Eriksen. Apparently, his deal from Real Madrid fell through, so there's a lot of talk of him coming into Manchester United. He wants this to ruin week. his career as well. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. a lot of players do so. these days. If the money's there, they'll just they'll do anything. <laughs> They're right mercenaries. I so you've Wan-Bissaka as well is probably going to come in this week actually who's wan he plays for Crystal Palace right back 50 million pounds they're talking about you know the, f- the world's gone mad Fucking hell! but a very good player I do like Wan-Bissaka I think he's going to be a big success at United um, still lots of worrying times that clown Ed Woodward is still um, running um, the transfers and uh, basically running the club which is you know more concerning than probably even Paul Pogba being at the club so I like Paul Pogba I think he's the best player on the team he's an absolute disgrace
0: he's not that innocent terrible
1: terrible uh, human being <laughs>
0: Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. To say. No. I think he's a great dancer and he's lovely hair. Um <laughs> but yeah, that's that's everything we've got. Um, I don't want to fully crank up Noil's rage levels Because we already had a lot With the Bellator London thing And the Brendan Rodney yeah, yeah, thing He uh, has to sleep at some stage You know He's going to take seven hours you, To you wind can, down like,
1: Literally just as we were Finished that Brendan thing Is when I really Sort of got angry
0: That's and when you were just, peak should, I should, I, You know
1: what I should have done? I probably should have done A Facebook Live last week And just ranted for an hour About yeah.
0: everything that went on You know but, I don't know if you'd come in With those Pete Carroll numbers 80,000 <laughs> views But uh, whatever you wants, want You know what I mean That's that's what I'm here for But uh, I love you Noel, And it's fantastic to speak to you I don't know what next week Is going to be where yeah. are you <coughs> When are I'm you back, back. Like, so, Sunday? Late Sunday night Like late I might try and get The interviews done At Cage Warriors And then have it ready Pre-packaged for you I'm Ready to go I'll see what the crack is You know me um, We'll start something out. Yeah we'll do something Well and thanks very much For being a beautiful host um, I hope you grow your moustache back And I hope you don't Delete <laughs> Tinder Peace <laughs> in the Middle East Ah uh, fuck yourself. it's all Love yous